0: Yeah. Yeah. Draft day, Johnny Manziel. Five years later, how am I the man still? Draft day, A. Wiggins. That other side, we stay winning. Oh, man, you know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. Yeah. Suits and ties yelling out, pay the guys, man, I had to do it for you. Welcome
1: back, everybody. You know the I had Perfect to do Time Podcast, you know I episode to do 27. Oh, man. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Boy, oh boy, do we have a special episode for you, right, Serge?
2: Action-packed, filled with guests.
1: It's a good one, Nick. It's a good one. It's a damn good one. We have all the NFL draft talk. We have a number of guests, a number of our friends from college, hopping on the pod. We have features by Anthony Siciliano, Big Hunter <laughs> Joey McGinnis. Big Joe. Anthony, Anthony Donato. Big Donato. Cole Hodges. Big, Big Hodges. Giannis Barrows. Big Barrows. <laughs> and Mace, Mace Bay Griffin. Big Mace. All features on the pod for the NFL Draft special episode featuring the boys. We're fired up for this episode, man. I we should just call it featuring the boys. Don't put all their names in the episode. Just put featuring yeah. Oh, yeah. The boys. Featuring everybody. Just list all their names. <laughs> the longest title of all time. Yeah, featuring featuring the boys. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Special episode, man. We got action packed, like you said. Um, I can't wait to see how long it's going to be. I haven't even cut it up yet. I'm firing up to cut it up and uh, listen back to what everybody said about their respective NFL teams. Because Thursday night's coming up quick. We're recording this on Monday night. And the NFL draft, everything's changing. What we talked about on, what was it Thursday last week? Some things have changed since then, and things are changing every single day. So we're going to drop this tomorrow, Tuesday. Perfect time on podcast. We're pumped up for this episode, right, Serge? Absolutely. Beautiful. So let's get in to these guests. First up on the docket, Anthony Siciliano. Now joining us on the podcast, Perfect Time Podcast, is Anthony Siciliano for his New York football Jets. Sis, the Jets sound. intimate <laughs> playing noises in the background. Sis, how are you doing, dude?
3: I'm doing great. Uh, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, it's nothing better having some good football talk. Love
1: it. I absolutely love it. Sis, you're living in Massachusetts, but you are a Jets fan through and through, man. Fired it up for yeah. this year or what?
3: Uh well, yeah, in the offseason as a Jets fan is probably the best time. You get the you know, you have the most hope. Um, usually gets crushed, you know, by game one. But during the off season, you get the best draft picks. You know, usually get you know, Jets at least compared to the Giants. We, at least we got cap space. So we can you know we can make plays <laughs> at least the big free agents. Um Shots. But this I is a good it. time. <laughs> this is the best time to be a Jets fan. That's for sure. That's right. I absolutely love it, dude. So season went.
1: All right. Zach Wilson played well at the end of the season, right? You were happy hey, about that. Hey, they I'm had sure. that. They had the great the white Mike. The oh, that's right. White, white Mike. Mike balled out for my few Dang,
3: Oh, man. yeah. No, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we had four wins this year. So, yeah, no, I mean, at, at times, uh, you know, spending spending the uh, overall you know, second pick on Zach Wilson looked kind of uh sketchy at some times. But uh no, towards the end of the year after his injury stuff he came back full of, But uh no, it was it was kind of crazy to see uh Mike White uh could just go off. I mean he I don't know if you guys watched his uh some of his throws. He has some zip on his balls. Um oh we watched and
1: uh we were we were fired and,
3: up. Uh, he uh you know we we you know we end up beating the, the Bengals at home the super bowl bangles you know super bowl appearing Bengals and it was just like a, it was like a huge shock it's like our whole we just spent this draft pick on zach wilson all of a sudden this guy comes out of nowhere he's all he's, a, he's slinging it he's you know comeback win it was, it was it was awesome to see so
1: you guys also beat the rams last year right was those are two of the wins was it rams and Bengals i think right
3: no, Rams is actually two years ago. Two,
1: oh, that's right, because that was yeah, the one, yeah, that was the one where we lost all the we lost all the uh, the pickup thing, the pickup league that we do. Oh, Everybody the, the lost. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That was uh,
3: <laughs> yeah. Usually, usually when you do the Survivor, you can uh, you can you just you know whoever the Jets are playing, just take them <laughs> that week. But once in a while, you know, it bites you right in the ass. So, um, yeah. That, unfortunately, that week we both took Ellis on that.
1: Too funny, man. Too funny. Well. This upcoming year, man, you have two picks in the top 10, similar to the Giants, two picks in the top 10, dude. You have pick number four. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on.
2: (laughs) Before we move on to the draft, I need to know what are sis's thoughts on these trade rumors that I'm hearing about these receivers.
4: Debo, DK,
2: AJ Brown, Sis, what do you think about one of them playing for your New York Jets next season?
3: Well, it the problem isn't the Jets, they don't have anything to offer. I mean, Jets can, you know, they can throw millions of dollars in draft picks at whoever wants to come here. The problem is, is just who wants to come here? Um, So, I mean, right now we're, we need a, a receiver one, like our receiver core is pretty solid, but we just don't have that like, you know, playmaker. And, uh, and I mean, and a guy like, if you talk about Debo, I mean, he, he's disgruntled in San Fran. So, I mean, you know, all the coaching staff is coming from San Fran. You know, he knows the system. He already knows the coaches, and uh, you know, just can basically you know unload to get them for his draft picks, and they can pay him this twenty five million dollars he's asking. So, I mean, if he wants to come to New York, and you know, you know, there's a good chance you know might not be able to win, but you know, you'll definitely get paid um, and be in a you know somewhat familiar environment. Um, I mean, that would be awesome if we could get him, but I don't I don't know if San Fran's gonna let him go. We'll see having Michael for as the OC having Robert Sala. I mean,
1: got familiarity there for sure. You got connections. Absolutely. See it. Oh
3: yeah. Yeah. It would, it would would be amazing. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. All the, all these rumors, man, have been in the past day and a half, right. Is that when we found out about it? It just, they've been flying all over the place right before the week before the draft too. all the receivers, especially Debo mostly because he demanded it or, quote-unquote demanding a trade for the 49ers. But there's been all the photoshops, all the different things about all these young receivers in the second round from last year or from two years ago that are just ready to get paid or for a few years ago, that are ready to get paid. And Debo, who knows if he might be playing in the New York Jets next year.
3: Oh. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it's – oh, sorry, sir, did you go. Oh, no. Uh, I was just going
2: to say you won't have to worry about, you know, playing running back. They've got uh, Michael Carter. They've got Tevin Coleman. got Ty Johnson. So um, all those concerns probably won't be there if you were to play for the Jets. So I think it'd be a nice fit.
3: No, for, yeah, for sure. I mean, he, uh, I mean, he's a special player. I mean, I know, uh, earlier you guys were talking about him going to the Packers. Um, yeah, I think he, no matter what team he goes to, he's going to make them, uh, better. So, uh, yeah, I mean if, if the Jets can somehow pull it off, because I know that, you know, there's a good chance they might spend a, a high draft pick on receiver. So I'd rather just get somebody like him who's a gadget player, who, who's a work workhorse who's you know, he usually stays healthy too for the most part. And uh yeah, he, he's a game changer. And uh to compete in the AFC in today's today's AFC, you need to be able to score points and uh with special players, so that he would definitely be able to do that. Hmm.
1: And sis, one of the things that you texted me, like one of the first things you said, we're gonna talk about the division at all, me being a Patriots fan, you being a Jets fan. And living me and Sis live literally seven minutes away from each other and like next to each other in the different towns. So we have not spent a Sunday together for a Jets Patriots game. That's definitely gonna be coming up this year. But man, division talk, you just said you need the speed to compete in the in in this division and you gotta have playmakers all over the all over the place, especially now with Tua, especially now in Miami with all these different players, man. So thoughts on the division overall? You can trash the, the Patriots; it's okay. I understand <laughs> everyone's already been trashing the Patriots for the Giants. I get it; it's fine by me. But yeah, going about the division, man. What do you want to talk about specifically?
3: I mean, the AFC East is just, you know continues to get. Uh, I mean, obviously, other than Brady leaving, it's been you know always getting better. I mean, the Bills basically just took over the Patriots, and now they're just now they're the stud team. Uh, you know, it's it's tough to beat them, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, the Dolphins. So you know, going back to the receiver talk, I mean, we you know it was between Dolphins and Jets t- technically for Tyree Kill, right? And uh, you know, it. it I mean, it, realistically, I was kind of you know thinking like, why would Tyree Kill, if you had the option to go to either team probably get paid similar money live in, live in live in Miami Florida or versus New York you know New York City and not have to pay the, you know the income you know the state income tax on good weather and even you know better organization currently like it just didn't make sense why would you even consider going to the Jets so that it made sense he ended up going to Miami but yeah I mean yeah the Jets are in a rude awakening I mean it, it, it well, I'm hoping they get better but the, the the division keeps getting better and better and uh it's just gonna get harder to win like right now if you had to take somebody to be the you know third and fourth team in the you know the division you know it's hard to you know it's hard for the, it's hard to picture the Jets being neck and neck with the Bills when you have the you know not only you have the Dolphins and the Pats to deal with um so I yeah I just it's just it's it's tough right now um I mean, yeah, I'm hoping that uh, we can compete. I mean, that's all we hope for. Um, It was nice that Brady left, though. It definitely gave uh, some room for the Jets to... I mean, last year's games didn't really show that, Uh, but uh, yeah, I just it's going to be hard to compete in this division. That's for sure. It's a tough one, man. It's, I mean, looking around,
1: having to play Tyreek Hill twice a year, not looking forward to it. It's safe to say, like, I don't think nobody in the division is right. Definitely not, definitely not looking forward to that at all. And if I'm not mistaken, sis, you were so happy that Brady left. Did you get a Patriot? Did you get a a Tom Brady jersey? Actually? (laughs) (laughs)
3: yeah so it's uh as soon as uh so yeah so i would it's always been a big uh debate in new england you know the brady versus uh belichick so uh i've always been you know it's always been brady i mean he's a coach on and off the field and uh he basically commands the team in ways that most people don't even imagine uh so as soon as that happened and you know you know the egos between the two became a big problem uh and the brady and the believing i was like this Is awesome, like I don't have to play Brady twice a year anymore, and uh, no, and, and not only that, but I can now root for Brady despite the Patriots and Belichick. So, uh, so his, his first year of the Buccaneers, I ended up uh, in the playoffs, Ron. I ended up uh, getting a Super Bowl, uh, Buccaneer Brady jersey just so I could rub it into all the uh Patriot fans that you guys let him go and he just won a Super Bowl with another team. So it was, uh, it was, uh, it was pretty good. Even, you know, it, it, well, I can't root for my team because they're never in the playoffs. So, but it was my, it was good to be able to root for him at least.
1: When I say I was shocked when I walked into your house and I saw you wearing a, a Tom Brady Jersey, I, I, my jaw hit the floor. I could not believe it. I was like, you wear a Brady Jersey. What is this? Oh, too funny. I absolutely love it, man. Yeah. I think going forward, the, the division is such a tough one. Got to compete and being able to, Add some new players, some new talent, and everything is the best way to do it. Um, and with that, before I, I said it, you guys have two top ten picks: number four, number ten. You have some players that are going to be there that are going to hopefully be game changers for you guys this upcoming year. Thoughts on the type of player that you guys that you would like on the Jets at four and ten? And some options for you that you that you know about. Um.
3: So yeah. So. The player we we need to, we need like impactful players players that are gonna be game you know game changers that you know other teams are gonna have to strategize around we don't really have that right now so we need to make sure we get those pieces especially uh, I mean you know our, our defense uh, was one of the worst in the league last year and we have a you know we got solid and everything but I can, I can go into that later but one guy that uh, I do think that we should you know we need a target is uh, Kayvon Thibodeau at four. Um, I know he's had his you know some of his like off the field issues Uh, but I do think that I think the Jets have if any I think if any head coach is going to be able to you know be able to work with that and see past that I think it is Salah and I do think that uh, I think that Thibodeau is a special player but he was I know you're talking about uh, Hutchinson that um, he's going to be number one but before the whole you know Hutchinson you know just taking off it was Thibodeau who was supposed to be project number one overall. So um, the fact that he can follow us at four um, and, you know, have, having solid as a coach, because if it was like Gase or anyone else, I probably wouldn't be as optimistic about it, but it is solid. I think that if he feels like he has the ability to, um, you know, turn him into a, you know, a great player, I do think uh, that's going to be the best for the Jets. So uh, I, I think Thibodeau at four would be a, a tremendous play. And then we also get Carl Lawson coming back from injury. Um, who was supposed to be our top rusher this past year. And he got hurt in uh, training camp. So I think both of those guys that are, you know, rushing the pass passer every down is going to be really big for us.
1: 100%. Yeah. I think I had him in my original mock draft at four overall. And I mean, I see the connection. One thing that I, that I recently read was how how did solid defense get so good over the years? Pass rush. It's simple as, as tough as the defense was this past year pass rush can save a lot as you know about against Brady always the pressure always hurts him every single time and if you get pass rush from somebody like Kayvon Thibodeau next year when he produces because all the draft stuff coming out about him yeah I get it but if he gets on the field and he plays like he can there's a reason why he's going to be a top five pick so I think having him at four overall would be a beautiful beautiful fit for you. Anything else on offense you looking for? You said a wide receiver. Is there any players that you're thinking about grabbing overall? I know um, I have my mock draft picks and everything. I'm not trying to toss you to that. I'm, th- I'm just thinking what you would like to have on that av- offense to add or even that defense, too, to just see what you guys would mm-hmm. like to have next
3: year. Yeah, so I know that I one of your last – I don't know if it was your last one, but you, were, you, they, you did have Icky going with uh, Jets probably around mm-hmm. four. Um, I do think with the recent ad of Lincoln Tomlinson – from the 49ers i do think that kind of doesn't put as much pressure for them to get an offense lineman at least in the top 10 pick, you know to the uh, top 10 so they have two picks there um so i do think that the offense line is pretty solid right now i, w- I would definitely want would want depth at the tackle position because of the kai beckon i mean he's a stud but i mean he's played 15 games over his first two years so it's not you know it's definitely not something you to feel good about um hopefully you know he bounces back next year um but i think right now the starting five off line looks pretty solid um i definitely would you know you know tyler tyler lindenbaum is the guy that i really like you know being a former center i really you know do think that you know if we look at the jets really good years uh you can look at you know every single time they had a really good team they always had a really good run game but and it, it came down to the center and the offensive line so uh, you can look at uh nick mangold and uh Kevin Moai, like the really good Jets years, which, I mean, just going to the playoffs is, would count for really good. But um, but yeah, no, I do also think that, you know, they picked up the two tight ends in the free agency, um, uh, CJ uh, Uzuma and then also Tyra Conklin. So I do think that they really filled a big hole there. And, and I do think that the number one receiver is a spot that we just don't have a playmaker. We need somebody that's like, you know, like I said, like someone that's going to be, you know, defensive coordinators and be sweating late, you know, up late at night trying to figure out how to game plan against them. So uh, if they don't get a free agent or they don't trade for someone like Debo or um, whoever, uh, I was looking at the free agents right now. So you got like Odell Beckham, Julio, Emmanuel Sanders. So, I mean, maybe you can find number one of those, but, you know, they're kind of, you know, some of them kind of old and you have to pay them a decent amount of money just to get them so it might be worth it just to go to the draft and at number 10 if they don't end up trading back I do would I really would like Garrett Wilson from Ohio State I think today's NFL the receivers are uh I think we're transitioning from like I don't know I I feel like the big receive big time like the actual big receivers aren't really like as vital as like the guys that are fast and if you look at like all the top, you know, receiving leaders from last year, you know, the biggest guys are six, two, but everyone can fly and run routes. So I think Garrett Wilson, he is a smaller guy, but he's, he ran a, a four, three, eight. So, I mean, he's, uh, he, you know, he's got some special, sp- special speed and uh, yeah, he, I would like him. And then probably the close second would be Drake London um, for me, but uh, he's obviously the bigger, kind of a little slower receiver, Uh yeah i'm very interested to see what uh joe douglas does you know they can you know he's anytime he can make trades go up go down um so it, you know anything can happen so it'd be, it's gonna be very entertaining to see what happens come draft draft night i love it one thing that our boy joski did he played we all play football together with him
1: he has said from the beginning loves what Joe Douglas has done with that offensive line trading wise. He he is a huge, huge fan of him as a GM and building around Zach Wilson. I think is the biggest thing. You Talk about the tight ends. You talked about the O-line. I mean, having Becton, if he's healthy or not, when he's healthy, he's going to be there. Having Lincoln Tomlinson from San Francisco come in there. Vera Tucker, you wearing his Jersey right now. I mean, they got, they got those O-line guys around him. You could take a pick as for as high as four, it very well could just be on the defense for Salah to to step up on that defense. But that O-line has been built for Joe Douglas and he he loves that very, very much.
3: Yeah, no, that's uh Joe Douglas has the right mindset. Uh O-line D line wins football games and uh controlling controlling the ball, controlling the clock is what is gonna win, especially um when when you know you AFC, you look at the AFC like they, everyone just scores that well. So it's just you gotta be able to dominate with the football in your hands and you know, it's just yeah. So that's why I think maybe they I was looking at Mel Kuiper's uh mock draft and he actually has the Jets trading back in to the first round for a third first round pick to scoop up Tyler Lindenbaum. So uh that'd be really cool. Connor McGovern, you know, he, he he was a good player last year, solid, but he's definitely, you know, he's he definitely reached the ceiling. And I do think uh a guy like Tyler Lindenbaum could definitely grow with uh grow with uh, Zach Wilson and uh make sure that you know keep him keep him upright, which is, uh, we just, you know, we got to keep him healthy. So that's what it comes down to. There's so many mocks that I've seen recently with
1: Lindenbaum falling out of the first, and I, my heart is broken because of that. And <laughs> I, you being a former center, I'm sure you're pissed too. And Hunter, I know you're listening too, but seeing him go out of the first round, as late as Creed Humphrey went last year and how good he was, seeing Linderbaum fall out of the first round is just like heartbreaking because I love the guy. I mean, he's a monster. It, that's the Gee, only way. See
2: the... Is he the yes. center from Iowa? Yeah, Iowa? He's, no, yeah Iowa. he's a beast. He's so Who's good. a kid, who's
1: a dude from BC? Zion Johnson.
2: Okay, there's another yeah. one from BC, right? Lindstrom's brother is he a first Lindstrom's rounder? Lindstrom's brother? Is...
1: Nah, he's he's a nah. later rounder. Okay. Chris Lindstrom, yeah. And Chris is Chris Lindstrom the one on Falcons right now? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, Alec yeah. Lindstrom is his brother. Yeah, yeah. He's currently <laughs> in the draft. But yeah, seeing that that center love, Sis, and you said it, man. I speaking other than Cole, who's also listening to. The game is won on both sides of the line. Speak it like an old line and D lineman, man. Talk like a real lineman. I love that.
3: It's true. Couldn't be truer. Definitely. And uh, Joe Douglas does have that same mentality, which I, I do appreciate. Uh, unfortunately, though, it, you know, it's only, you know, time is now at this point. because you know, Joe Douglas is in his, I don't know, third year, fourth year. And uh and, you know, we have our, you know, our, our quarterback on that rookie contract. So we got to, we got to, we got to shoot for the stars, you know, as soon as possible. And uh, I think we just need those playmakers. And I think it'll give the confidence to everyone around them, including Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And
1: you mentioned almost every, I think every one of my picks that I have for the mock drafts that I've done previously, I had Thibodeau at four in the first one. I had Thibodeau at four and Drake Leonard at 10. Next one, I had Icky at four. Drew said kind of gets offset with Lakin Tomlinson being added. And then Sauce Gardner at 10, the newest one coming up next week. As of right now, I have Icky still going at four. I could change that to cave on after this discussion. <laughs> and then I have Drake Leonard going 10 overall just because, yeah. But every single board is different. Every single team has a different preference and everything. You said Garrett Wilson, you love him. He's your top receiver. Like you said, speed kills. And that's something in the division specifically has been – has been deadly the past few years and will be this upcoming year too.
3: Yeah, definitely. It's it's just, a, just another note. It's just crazy that like, you know, it used to be like the big receivers, you know, like Randy Moss and even like, you know, Megatron and, you know, not even more recent, like even Mike Evans, you know, he's not even, I know he gets hurt and stuff, but. It's just like you're looking at the top receivers in the NFL. It's all like it's Cooper Cup at 6'2", Devontae Adams 6'1", Tyreek Hill 5'10", Justin Jefferson one, Deontay Johnson 5'10". Those are the leading receivers. And they're all like, you know, none of them are just like huge physical freaks, but they can run, they can run, you know, run anyone out anyone. So, they could, and their route running is phenomenal. So, it just I think it's changed a little bit. And I do think a player like Garrett Wilson would be, uh, he would definitely give us an edge over Drake London. I loved.
1: I just as a side note, I loved watching back and Barrios ball
3: last year. He was, I, I was oh, that far. was awesome. It was so yeah. good to
1: see him ball out and get a new contract from them too. Oh, good for him! Oh man. yeah,
3: yeah, it's, yeah. It'd be crazy. We have uh Barrios and then, uh, um, Elijah Moore looked pretty good. Last Elijah year Moore, too was, yeah, <laughs> no, warm? he yeah he had he had some good he had some really good moments um, too. So I think he's going to grow into his own and have, get more confident with Zach Wilson. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I I have hope, but and you know, like every other every every single off, off season, I have a lot of hope. So uh, let's see if it translates to week one. That's right. I love it. That's
1: the best part about the off season. That's the best part about the draft. No matter what happens the year before, every single team has hope going forward. Right, Serge? We got hope. No. 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 <laughs> oh boy, Serge. Any last questions? No <laughs> Uh, any la- any last questions we have for SIS before? No,
2: I think I think we covered everything from the Jets. I think, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to see what they do in the draft. Um, I do like Zach Wilson. Um, I thought he came on strong towards the end of the season. And uh, I'm a big Michael Carter fan. So... Let's go, Which Jets! J E T S.
1: The DB oh, yeah. or, the, or the running back. I go part of the
2: second. I go <laughs> part of the second.
1: <laughs> I love that they drafted both the DB and the running back last year. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Both of those. Sis, any parting words before you head out, man? Uh, just let's go, Jets! J E T
2: S. Jets, Jets,
1: Jets! Let's go! <laughs> let's go, sis. Thank you, thank you so much for hopping on, man. We appreciate having you on the podcast. And go Jets. Let's see what they do. Two top 10 picks. It's going to be a good one.
3: Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely. 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 Next up, we got our boy Hunter
2: Garrity, also known as one half of the CT boys. Shout out to Boyle.
5: Hunter, Michigan fan, Giant fan. How are we doing? Good, man. How are you guys doing? Pretty, pretty good, Nick.
1: Feeling great, man. Ready for the Giants. Patriots slander already oh you should be because it's a hell of a game twice
5: I I mean I got I've got <clears throat> to say about the paths to be honest
1: <laughs> oh god I love it well Hunter thank you for hopping on tonight with us man we're fired up to have you on the podcast the perfect time in podcast to talk about your New York football giants he yeah man.
5: no uh honored honored to be here um it's uh it's more of a nightmare than it is a dream conversation, but sure. Let's, let's do it.
1: <laughs> oh man. I love it. We can start there, dude. You texted me today. What was your exact text? So you're like, I could talk about the, <laughs> the, yeah, the first topic, which is how the season went, how you guys ended for 10 minutes straight, basically. So yeah. hop in about that. You can, you can, yeah, go, go in on that, that, how did, yeah, how did the no, season I, end for you, man?
5: I'll, I will tell you, I did refine it in my head. Um, it started bad, and then it became a disaster. So <laughs> never in my wildest dreams did I think that I would be yelling at the TV on a Sunday over Mike Lennon. So that really is just kind of the epitome of the season. It's just uh, bad management, bad ownership, just trickling down onto the playing field, and it was just an utter disaster. I mean, there's just not a lot of bright spots. I mean, things here and there are good, but, you know, bad management, bad coaching – bad on the field play. it was, it was all all wreck man
1: hey, it happens dude
5: does it, it happens does dude. it happened for a decade straight
1: <laughs> see that's <laughs> the thing you guys got new blood in now right you fired up about the new blood you got for the gm and for the head coach or what
5: yeah i think the future is bright i mean the immediate future is not uh you know just take a look up and down the depth chart and it's really not good um there are holes in certain parts of the roster, that are like pretty bad. Like this roster is pretty gutted. And, you know, to think that James Bradbury hasn't even been traded yet. And we're saying that is kind of saying a lot like, and you know, the fact that they kept Sterling Shepard, the fact that they kept Blake Martinez and we're still saying the roster is kind of gutted, not great. Um, so the immediate future. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be a year of transition, a year of learning, but yeah, maybe, maybe in two years or more, it'll be, it'll be all right.
2: It'll all be worth it
5: to get that guy from Alabama next year.
2: So that's
5: how I look at things. Could be. You're talking about the, the, the D lineman?
2: Uh, so him or, you know, Bryce Young, quarterback.
1: Oh, no, let's, no, 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 no.
5: Oh, we you got don't a, want we him? Got, we, got <laughs> we
1: got a quarterback. We got a quarterback. <laughs> that's right. All right. I was going to say it. That was going to be my next question. Daniel Jones, believer, Hunter Garrity. Oh, yes, Danny sir. Dimes. Oh, yeah, I, so Dimes.
5: let me uh let me say this. I think that. The one thing the Giants have done very well over the past decade is they've failed really good players. And I, I don't mean that the other way around. I mean, the organization has failed the player more than the other way around. I mean, I think probably the best example recently is Evan Ingram. That guy had absolutely every reason to go off. I think, you know, Daniel Jones's first start, the guy absolutely went off, you know, over 150 yards, just absolutely was killing it. And then, you know, you know, two head coaching regimes later and, offensive coordinators, whatever, never seemed to plan around this guy. guy never just took off. And I, I, I have a hard time, you know, some of that is on him too, you know, just guys got bad hands. Like, let's just tell it like it is, but I feel like they, he wasn't put in a situation to succeed either due to, you know, other guys in the roster or game plan, whatever. It just, it never really came to be. I,
1: I think one thing too, I wrote about it last year, in my mock draft, and I feel like I've talked about it for almost every year too. he, up until was it up until this past what first week of the season hasn't had a healthy roster around him? All the like players around him ever like in a single full game is that what it was? Something crazy like that where Saquon was always hurt starting wide receivers when OBJ was still in the Giants. Everybody was hurt at one point. They never had everybody together in the same exact game. Is that right?
5: Yeah, so I remember watching that Bears game when, you know, when Saquon went down, right? And yeah. they, they were making a big deal. They're like, this is the first time that mm-hmm. um, Daniel Jones, Saquon, Darius Slayton, Golden Tate, Evan Ingram all are, are all going to be on the field on the same play. Two snaps. Two snaps. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. That was it.
1: Crazy. Serge, you're about to go in before. What were you we about to say before?
2: I was going to say, uh, well, they did hire Brian Dable, correct. They brought hired Brian Dable and we did see him, you know, lift up a quarterback that was struggling a little bit in his first, you know, a couple of years in the NFL and Josh Allen and, you know, look at him now, you know, so there is a, and I would say that if I were to compare Josh Allen or Daniel Jones early play to a quarterback that had just entered the league, I'd probably say he's most comparable to Josh Allen. So I think there is a, you can make a strong argument that there could be an increase in production under Brian Dable, similar to Josh Allen.
0: Yeah,
5: no, I mean, I definitely hope you're right. But I think the, uh, you know, the one issue that somehow remarkably hasn't even come up yet is obviously the the decade plague of the offensive line. Um, you know, I, if, if you would asked me what our biggest need was going into the offseason, obviously it would have been that. Now they've, they've clearly gone and, and done some work in that with free agency. They brought in Mark Lewinsky, which is probably – it ought to be the best free agent signing they've had on paper in a long time. Didn't cost a lot of money. It was exactly what they needed. They got uh John Feliciano, who's a pretty solid player for the Bills recently. So he's right back at the table. A um, couple other guys who might be in the mix. Uh some guy named Matt Gono, who I don't even know, Serge, if you know who that guy is. He is he's from a, the Falcons. He he's actually yet. yeah,
2: he's he's actually he's actually pretty good um as a guard, not as a tackle. But he's a, he's a pretty good player. He didn't get a lot of playing time in Atlanta just because of – I don't even know why. You know, offensive line fucking stinks. But, <laughs> uh, so,
5: I, I don't know. But he was injured this past
2: season. But, uh, yeah, he's actually pretty good for playing time. But from the things that I've seen, he's a pretty good player.
5: Okay, interesting because he's slated to be the, the right tackle as it is. So, I mean, they, they clearly had a plan this offseason. It was, you know, number one was fix the offensive line, um, which I don't know if they've completely done yet. I think there's more to come there get a backup quarterback. Cause my God, we've seen the horrors of going cheap on a backup quarterback. It's one thing to get a guy who's cheap and can play the system, but it's another guy to just, you know, put a guy who's not going to do a lot on the cap and just hope that he can work. Cause I'm not going to lie. Uh, Mike Lennon and Jake Fromm just didn't cut it. Um, you know, when you, when you get 25 yards of offense and a half an entire half, I don't do. I need to say more than that. That's <laughs> it's. It is some of the most atrocious football I've ever seen in my
3: life.
1: Crazy, and that was like I. F- I feel like we talked about it, Serge. When was it? Was it towards the end of the game? What were they doing? It was like something on the goal line. What What exactly happened again? Was oh, it-, it
5: was the it was the third nine sneak from. Yes, uh, the, yeah, the, that's right. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It like, was the, like they what were are playing they doing? to uh to get some room for the punt against the. <laughs> I don't know what to call this team, the the R words, the, the football team, the commanders against that, yeah. whatever that team is. They, <laughs> that's what they did.
1: Crazy, man. Crazy. Well, sounds like the only way you can go is up, right?
5: Yeah, but, you know, somehow rock bottom keeps finding new surface every year. So I don't really, I don't know how much further you go down. I, I got to be honest, like this year, I there's not a lot of hope with the roster the way it's built right now. So we'll we'll see.
1: Looking into the future, man. That's all we can do. It's all all that we can do going forward. Talking about some picks, man. You said some of the holes on the roster. Do you mind going into them a little bit more between all the different positions? Whatever you think is the kind of top three um, holes on the roster that you see fit and maybe some possibilities that could fit into those roles.
5: Yeah, got I big mean, boy picks too. They got big boy picks. Yeah, they too. Oh time yeah, time. no, time no time. we're we're going we're going right to it. We're going right yeah. to the big boy picks. I I think you know you can almost certainly slate in one of those big three guys, right? It seems like between Charles Cross, uh, Iki Inwanu and Wanu um, and um, Evan Neal, it's it's almost certainly going to be one of those three. Because I'm you know if, if unless somehow they get picked in the top four, which you know I have a hard time seeing with with the way those other teams are constructed, but. Um, you, you almost certainly think that one of those guys is going to go. And then the next one's kind of interesting. Like, to, I could somehow, can, can Tavon uh, go all the way down there? Maybe. I mean, they could certainly use an edge rusher because I think the next, you know, when I look at the roster right now, you look at it and kind of two things jump out at me. Number one would be, well, I'll say defensive line in general. I think they have some guys in the edge who aren't that bad. Right now, it's Zizo Ojolari who had a really good rookie year um, and then there's a guy named Quincy Roche who's actually a pretty decent role player He's kind of a third down pass rusher but he can he can play against the run too but they they really need some depth there and then even worse um, their interior guys they're one through three techniques they really don't have anybody I mean Dexter Lawrence is very good but aside from that they really don't have anybody I mean Leonard Williams kind of plays outside in the five technique he's a beast he's awesome mm-hmm. but they, they really need some help on the defensive line too and then the other thing too, which I, this probably won't be addressed in the first round, is they have one safety on the roster right now, and that's Xavier McKinney. So that's obviously going to have to be addressed too. Absolutely. Do they go after a guy like Kyle Hamilton early in the draft? Yeah. yeah, I've heard that Kyle Hamilton's there. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want another Notre Dame guy on the roster, but that that can't get in my way.
1: I love it. Yeah, and if you had a preference between those three offensive tackles, Charles Cross. Evan Neal and Icky Aquanu. who would you personally pick? Because there has been talks of all three of them. I I think I in this upcoming one, I have Cross going in my newest mock draft, but I had Evan Neal my last one and I had Icky before that. So they're all slated in that same area. If you had a preference, who would you pick at that fourth overall pick?
5: Yeah, it's a tough one, and it's Fifth, kind of crazy that we're round. having this uh, this conversation again because, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, we were doing the same thing between Andrew Thomas, uh, Tristan yeah. Wirfs, uh, who, you know, I, I personally <laughs> wanted Andrew Thomas. That kind of worked out. But, uh, you know, obviously, Tristan Wirfs is just all world. He's, you know, so the the way, you know, all that to say, uh, I feel like the most polished out of all those guys is probably Evan Neal, played the most big time football, played a lot of snaps at Alabama, obviously, you know, SEC Pass rushers are no joke. So I feel like he's the most polished and I, I would probably lean towards that. But the other two guys are awesome too. I've watched a little bit on them. All those guys are awesome. But I guess for me, Evan Neal is probably the safest bet.
1: Good stuff. And then for that seventh pick that you guys got too, there's been, you mentioned James Bradbury. He hasn't been traded yet, but boy, it sounds like it's going to happen. Like, as like, could happen literally in 10 minutes. Like, who knows? It's, it sounds like it's coming soon. Do you think a pick like a mod? Sauce Gardner would be a nice one for you guys to add onto that defense, or what? Yeah, I
5: mean, that guy just absolutely dominated college football, right? I mean, you, you look at some of the stats, it's crazy. Would he give up like one catch last year or something? Like something zero, touchdowns. Awesome like zero touchdowns. Zero touchdowns.
1: Crazy. Crazy <laughs> 13 yards, I think, in the either in the in the championship game against Alabama or something ridiculous, something crazy. I, I have all the stats and everything on the old picks, but like it's it's yeah, monster. He'd be pretty good.
5: That just doesn't happen. Right. Um, It's, it's insane. I mean, corner, (laughs) corner is one of the neat, the places where they actually have some guys. So I have a, you know, it depends. Do you go with the mentality of we're just going to pick the best player if he's there at seven, or do you say just, you know, we don't really need a corner so we pass them. I don't really know. I don't know. I'm not, uh, they don't pay me to make these decisions. Rightfully (laughs) so.
1: Oh man. I love it. I mean, all the different, all the different players that could be there. Those two old linemen pass rusher, like you said, was a need to somebody like a Jermaine Johnson could possibly be there. Um, There's, there's option for you, man. And I think the best part, I, I, I'll talk about it just overall. I think one of the best parts about this entire mock draft thing is that every single mock draft is something different, especially when you as a giants have two picks in the top 10, five and seven, like everything's going to be different. If you pick one person, you're not going to pick two offensive linemen. You're not going to pick them at seven if you pick them at five. It's it's all over the place. And I think that's despite the negativity for the for this past year going forward, having these top picks like that, you got to look forward and say this is, I mean, we got, we got pretty good players, should be having good, pretty good players going forward too.
5: Well, the other hypothetical we haven't really played here either too is that if you pick a player at five and seven, that's obviously going to create a little bit of a, you know, two top 10 picks is a pretty hefty cap hit. And you know the really giant elephant in the room is the Giants somehow have the worst cap situation in football and the least talented roster probably to boot. So the question is, do you keep both of those picks or do you trade one and you just kind of kick the can down the road on the cap hit there? So that that's kind of the interesting scenario to play because it's not like the team's going to be competitive this year. So um, that's sort of the the big question.
1: Is there? Oh, is it true that their their what the wide receiver group is like the most expensive? receiver group in the entire NFL. Something crazy like that I remember seeing previously. Is it really something something ridiculous? Cause I know was it zero is it zero touchdowns last year? Something close to it. Something oh, I know it was zero. Yeah.
5: It was zero. Yeah. That's insane. insane. Are you talking so about bad. Kenny Galladay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> zero.
5: And um you know I really like Darius Slayton, but he has some of the worst hands I've ever seen on a receiver. It's it's crazy. The guy is always open but he just doesn't catch it. Like I, the ball's there. I mean, they, they had a game, you know, I, that week two game on Thursday night against Washington. Mm-hmm. Wide open, 50 yards down the field, dropped it. Not a yep. soul within 20 yards. <laughs> Stuff like that. So, tough one. And then Kadarius Tony, who knows? I, I don't know anything about the guy, really, still.
1: But he played. He was good. But then he did kind of disappear the rest of the season.
5: Not well, sure Electric against, He was electric against the Cowboys, let me tell you. Yeah. Pretty, pretty crazy three quarters until he took a swing at a guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that's good that's right so I mentioned my mock draft picks I mentioned all that sort of stuff you picked out of everybody Evan Neal and I agree that Evan Neal would be such a good pick for you guys the connection to Alabama with Dable being the former uh, offensive coordinator for Saban at Bama having that connection um, I feel like the Charles Cross talk has been overwhelming this week I, I don't know you probably heard more than I have about it but I feel like it's just everybody. I I listened to a mock draft series recently and the guy had the pick of the litter at every, at every offensive tackle, Icky, Evan Neal and Charles Cross. He chose Cross over every one of them. And I was shocked. Giants guy too, like Giants beat reporter, I think it was. So he's in the inside of stuff. So would not be surprised if that one happens, trying to get that pass happy offense maybe saquon is gonna kind of hopefully re-up this upcoming year you're mm-hmm. excited about saquon coming back and hopefully getting back to his old self serge i know you wanted to ask that but i figured i was already on the topic
5: yeah i mean it's it's tough right i feel like it didn't click on the mental side of the game last year right it felt like he was just you know obviously again we can we can point to the bad offensive line all day but it felt like he wasn't doing a thing where he was you know like he had that forward tilt when he was running, you know, running through people, running around people. It just he didn't. He seemed like he was about a half second slow, almost just like mentally, like decision making. Like he wasn't as decisive. So, um, I feel like he's just pissed off now. Like I, I feel like the New York media has done probably their magic and uh, helping him, kind of, you know, giving him a little fuel that he needed. Let's say,
1: absolutely. Hundred percent, Serge. You got any final questions for Hunter before we peace out? Uh, no.
2: I think we're. I think that's it. Oh, where's well, one question, Hunter? How did it feel to spoil the Patriots' perfect season? Oh my God!
5: Oh, Serge, thank you. I love. I love living in the past. Um, <laughs> it it was um, it was great. I did. I did cry, uh, for both Super Bowls. Um, Same. It's just, you know, uh, the words are, uh, I don't, I don't, I still don't have a lot of words to describe it. Now I think about it, you know, you mentioned Eli. Yeah. you know, anytime I hear somebody else mentioned the Manning, I start to well up a little bit. That guy's just the best. It's a great
1: guy. Right. Nick, love the awfully...
5: hour. Nick, why do you look so red, man? Are you okay?
1: Something in my eye, something in my eye, something in my eye. Oh, I had to get proud of it at some point. I figured, um, one question I didn't want to ask you, Hunter is, you are a big Michigan guy, as Serge mentioned before. Hutch in Hutchinson. You have been texting me about him since last year, man. You have been telling me about him since day one. This guy's going number one. You said it halfway through the college football season. He's going number one. Imagine I said, ah. he slides to five.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are you gonna be like that? Yeah. <laughs>
1: But man, you you must be pumped for him. You must be pumped seeing him ball out the way he did this past year. I was so high on Kayvon Thibodeau going into this year. He has disappointed me like no other. And you just said it from the beginning. Aiden Hutchinson one overall and should have probably put a bet way way long ago. Should have taken your advice, man. He he. There's no reason why he shouldn't go one overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Just a stud.
5: Yeah, I think I texted you when the when you guys first started doing the podcast, and I, I literally mm-hmm. said I want this in writing. Yep. Aiden Hutchinson is better than Chase Young, yep. period. Yep. You I did. stand by it a hundred percent. And I, you know, that's that's not necessarily a slight to Chase Young, although I have no problem slighting Chase Young given his college <laughs> choice. But really, like Aiden is just a complete, complete player. He does it all, and just above all else, he just like wins above the ears all the time. Like he is just constantly going constantly getting in people's head he's a he's a nightmare i mean he just single-handedly destroyed ohio state this year i mean it was it was beautiful him and you know i, I got to give a little shout out to david ojabo that was that's heartbreaking yep. um you know tearing his achilles on on pro day but yeah I'm, I'm really excited for him i think he'll do amazing wherever he is um you know thank god he doesn't have to play for urban meyer if it was uh if it wasn't jacksonville but um yeah, it'd be, it'd be sick if he played in Detroit. That'd be so sick. Give so those cool. people, you know, those those people really deserve uh, a lot. That's that's a that's a tough tough sports town past two decades. So, mm-hmm. um, it'd be really cool for him to play at home cuz he grew up in Plymouth, which is about 20 minutes outside of Detroit. So, um, that would that would be awesome. Uh, if he falls to 5, um <laughs> I don't I don't know what I'll do, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's our PTP have to be, saying that for off the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Have you listened to the Hutch podcast yet? I haven't listened yet. I'm so excited to listen no, to it. No, I got to do that. I, got I know, that. I'm going to do it. I'm gonna do it before next week before the before he gets picked first overall. That's he's an interesting be, dude. He's got he's got a lot of personality. So yeah, I'm excited to hear about his whole life story. If you, people don't know the Hutch Podcast is uh they did a partnership with Aiden Hutchinson, PFF did um and it's a five part episode, I think it is, uh, five part series of just Uh-oh. a podcast. His Three word Nick, come on, man. Oh no, am <laughs> I going? My internet. You're know. going down. You're going down. You're going down. I'm good. I'm good. I don't know what just uh. happened. Oh, no, it says there we go. It Just popped up. Says unstable. But if people don't know, PFF and Aiden Hutchinson partnered up to do a podcast um, called Hutch, where they basically go into his background, talk about his future, talk about his past, talk about his present, all this other stuff. And I'm beyond excited to listen to it before draft day. I, I made it a mission. I'm going to listen to that before draft day. So I'm fired up for that, Hunter. I know you will listen to it. Out of anybody, I know for sure you'll listen to that. Um, and because he's your boy, and you know who's next in line at Michigan, right? You know who's next in line? Mansfield Hornet, baby TJ Guy. Shout out to yes, TJ. Sir.
5: Yes, sir. I mean, couldn't have learned from a, a better guy. So, oh. and they, they have an awesome D line coach coming in this year from Notre Dame. Uh, his name is, um, I don't remember the guy's name right now, but he seems awesome. So,
1: love it. Beautiful. Hunter, anything final you want to leave us with before? Oh, no, nothing, guys. It
5: was it was an honor and a pleasure to be here. So I, I thank you for having me on and letting me uh, letting me do this little therapy session on the past really really nightmarish ten years. So thank you. It's good to talk <laughs> oh. about. It. Remember, always remember that for listeners out there. It's good to talk about it.
1: Nope. <laughs> absolutely. Thank exactly. you so much. Thanks so much for hopping on, Hunter. We appreciate it. Let's see what the G Men do on next Thursday night. Should be a good one. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> now introducing the second member of the perfect time and podcast my co-host my boy Serge Jean-Baptiste to discuss his Atlanta Falcons you thought I was going to let you off you thought I was going to just invite everybody else on the podcast no I had to invite you and I had to make sure that you were going to talk about the Falcon Surge because leaving you a little heartbroken after Matt Ryan huh hurts a little bit still stings
2: of course, dude. I see, uh, you know, I roll up on Twitter every day. I roll up on Instagram. and Every day I see another photo of him in the Colts jersey, you know, with a backwards hat, leading the team, you know, throwing passes to Paris Campbell. You know, it hurts a little bit. But, you know, we move on. Times are changing. It's Marcus Mariota's showing Atlanta now, unfortunately. But, hey, that's what you got to do. Sometimes you just
1: got to pay the price. You pay the price. Price, Bryce. Right. We have to trademark it still. I know we talked about it last time. We have to trademark that. That's too perfect for next year. Serge is talking about Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback who won the Heisman, the Heisman winning Alabama quarterback, not natural championship winning. They've lost in the championship, but he won the Heisman last year. He is right now projected to be the number one quarterback next year in the draft. Serge wants the Falcons to not I was gonna say suffer, but the Falcons, he wants us, the Falcons to not do the best this upcoming year. So I, that- want, I
2: want them to suck. Don't 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 let's keep it real. Let's keep it true. Let's keep it G. Let's keep it 100, as the kids say. I want them the Falcons to be, I want the Falcons to be horrible. Mm-hmm. Now, don't want to be 0-16 or 0-7. Oh, how many games are 17. there? 17? Owen 17? No, I'm not saying that. Two and fifteen. Three and fourteen. Hey, maybe a four and thirteen but I don't want them to win more than that because I need that number one pick. Mm -hmm. And I need that kid from Alabama point play period. That's what I want. 2023. That's what I want. Nothing (laughs) else. Nothing more. That's That's it. I don't want a quarterback in this draft. I don't want, I I know I'm dropping the gun a little bit here, Nick, but you are going to ask me about the draft, but I don't want Malik Willis. I don't want Kenny Pickett. I don't want Matt Corral. I don't want Desmond Ritter. I don't want Bailey Zapp. I don't want Sam Howell. I don't want Brock Purdy. I don't want anybody. I want Bryce Young. It's a shame he's not in this draft.
1: He would have been one by far. Not even close.
2: He wouldn't have been number one because the Jacksonville Jaguars was the number one pick.
1: Yeah. So he
2: would have been number two. Two. But, uh, or he would have been number one because he would have traded up to get him. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, But uh, yeah, that's what I want. I love it. He'd be such a good fit. Such a good fit. Talk about their holes on the roster, man. You have, we've talked about about the receiver. They They are are a
2: hole. Nick, they are a hole. hole. They're a walking hole. They are a black hole. Nothing good comes from Atlanta. They just they, they take everything. They suck everything up, and then what am I left with?
6: Nothing. Disparity. Heartbreak. <laughs> Nothing. It's a
2: pit of nothingness. But yes, as you were saying, Nick, let's talk about their holes for a bit. Let's talk about quarterback, Marcus Mariota. Felipe Franks, Josh Rosen. Does that not strike the fear and fear in you as an opposing team? Those three guys? No? Well, oh, let's move on then. <laughs> let's talk receiver. Frank Darby,
6: Austin Trammel, Alameda Zacchaeus, Auden Tate.
2: The just, the reaction, is, just the, the reaction, I was for, is, just the reaction. I was like, the for.
6: silence is too good. <laughs> Let's talk
2: about tight end, Kyle Pitts. Great guy, great unicorn
1: player. stud. Yep, yeah, all that
2: stud. You know, who his backup is I don't either. He doesn't have one. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> Hunter oh, Henry's I don't. Tyler Croft,
1: um, what's his name? Not Hunter Henry. What's his name? Uh, Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Yep, yeah. he's gone.
2: He's not with the Bengals. Good for him. Um. We can talk about running back. We Run got Cordell Patterson coming back, the running back. Unfortunately, we got Mike Davis coming back as well. So, uh, <laughs> we've got some issues there as well. So, the whole entire offense is, you know, it's struggling. It's not great. I don't want to talk about the offensive line because I may, you know, use some expletives that are unnecessary. <laughs> so, we're going to, you know, keep that. We're not going to discuss that. But I will say this you got one more year, Caleb McGarrett. You got one more year to show me something. Because if you don't show me anything, you're out of here. (sighs) But everybody, yeah. Um,
1: That's just their offense. That's
2: just just their offense. (laughs) Um, You want to talk defensive line? I mean, they got rid of Dante Fowler Jr. Thank God, but they just don't have bodies. They have Marlon Davidson, Grady Jarrett's still there. He's still good. We had a kind of a down year. I think he's playing a bit out of position. Um, Playing, I think he's playing like a three, four years event. He's more of like a four, three D tackle. I think he's more of that, but hey, what can you do? um They got Ajay Ogundeji, who was a rookie out of uh, I think Notre Dame last year. Mm-hmm. He's productive a little bit, but you know, he's, he was like a fifth rounder, so you're not really asking for much there. No, I'm not thinking he's going to get 10 sacks for us, but. You know, we need some production there because we are one of the worst pass rushing teams in the NFL.
1: The, the worst last year, dead were, last, dead last worst. of the league. 18 sacks last year, 11 less than the Eagles, who were in second place. That's just bad, man. Yeah, it's pretty bad. They're a pretty bad team.
2: Um, it's amazing how they won seven games when you think about it. <laughs> it's
1: amazing. It's, Matt, it's Matty Heiss and Kyle it's, Pitts.
2: <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, literally. And Cordell Patterson.
1: Yeah, um, CP84. Too good, but
2: you know, we do get there are, there are some shining moments on the team as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah. do have some bright spots.
1: Bring the energy up a little bit, yeah. Bring the energy, uh, up a you bit. know, you we got it. AJ Terrell,
6: yeah.
2: I like AJ Terrell, he's pretty good. You know, Terrell Island is what we call him the beast stud. Uh, that safety spot, you know, it's not good, it's not great. Richie Grant, um, I think Daron Harmon left, uh, and they signed back Aaron, Eric Harris for. God knows what reasons, but, you know, he's back on the team. (laughs) And they signed Casey Hayward to be that quarterback number two, which is a big move. I think he's going to be pretty good. Um, And then as far as that nickel slot corner goes, I think it's going to be Isaiah Oliver, who who started off the year pretty well. Um, And uh, they also have uh, another uh, uh, Sheffield, forgetting his first name, but
1: uh, not Gary
2: Gary Sheffield, (laughs) not Trent, not Trent. That's right. No. Sherfield. Gary Sherefield, Trent. I
6: think.
2: Gary, Gary Trent is a talk basketball player. Toronto now No. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then, you know, they lost foyer, yeah, a little con unfortunately, but the guy mm-hmm. got paid, so I understand letting him go. Um, so they saw, they brought back, they still have Deion Jones, who's, who had a very bad year last year. Hopefully he can turn that around. But yeah, that's my Atlanta Falcons for you, you know. Not great. Not good but hey
1: like we like we talked about with sis hope is the next thing that you got Serge. right it's the best thing you got going no, forward we
2: don't have hope we don't have hope we don't have hope here uh nick we don't have hope we don't have a young quarterback to build around we don't have a zach wilson you know it's you know give me some optimism we don't have that we have Carl Pitts, who's really good but you know we need someone to throw him the ball and unfortunately i don't think we have someone on the roster that can do that so we got rid of the one guy that probably could and he went for greener pastor. Shout out the Colts for the shoe. Um, but yeah.
1: Well, Serge, you, you don't want a quarterback to be taken at eight overall. Who do, do you foresee them taking? Who do you want them to take at eight overall? Who do you think is going to be there and who do you think the Falcons may take or who do you want them to take? Well, the idea
2: would be for me, ideally they would, you know, get some pass rushing rushers because they really do need some pass rushers. But, you know, I'm not as in tuned with draft prospects as you are. So uh, I don't know who's going to be available at number eight. You know, people talk about Kayvon Thibodeau. Is he going to be available at eight? He could be because, you know, he has some off the field issues. But do I want another, you know, like a knucklehead at that pick like we picked Vic Beasley at, you know, four, five years ago? Mm-hmm. Do I want that? No. You know, um, there's another guy, Jermaine Johnson. Could he be there at number eight? Yep. I don't know.
1: He will be. Should be. He should be. Unless the but Giants take he, him at seven.
2: Is, He's he, good. is he, is he, is, should he be a top 10 pick, you think, Jermaine Johnson?
1: I think it's a possibility. He dominated yeah. at, at, he transferred. He's from Georgia originally. He was at a, um, I actually heard today, he was at a community college before he transferred to Georgia. Independence,
2: Independence Community College. Oh, he
1: was? Was he part of uh, Last Chance U?
2: Probably. There's a couple guys that were on that, like those teams that we just, there's a running, there's a running back too. I don't know what team he's on. Um,
1: was that Michigan, right? Not, yeah. It's not, it's not Blake Corum, is it? He's one, but there's another one that went to Arkansas. Um, gotcha. That's for the independence team. Gotcha. I can't think of the name, but anyways, yeah. back to that. Yeah. The uh, Jermaine Johnson transferred from ICC, went to Georgia. Wasn't getting the playing time, wasn't doing all that. So we ended up transferring to Florida State. Chose playing time over winning the championship, which you can debate is the best thing for him, for his draft stock. I think, yeah, absolutely, because yeah, now you sure. have the draft pundits talking about the Georgia defense. like Despite them being historically one of the best defenses in college history, the players being good but like being parts of it and not all being first rounders. And like, uh, yeah, I get it. But at the same time he picked the, re- he picked the right one. He got ACC player of the year. He dominated at the senior bowl, which was kind of like the, the true test where it's like, okay, yeah, he was in the ACC, not the best competition to maybe Clemson, but like dominated at the senior bowl, like high level competition. And that's when everyone's like, okay, this, this person should be a top 10, top 15 pick. And I think he will be available at that eight spot. The question is for you, Serge, is do you want to draft somebody on the edge at eight? Because I think they'll – between Kayvon possibly being there, if the Jets don't grab him at four or the Giants will grab him at seven or five, whatever they end up doing, he's he'll be there for eight. But I think Jermaine is more – I guess could happen more. Um, do you think another another position, like a receiver or like a cornerback, do you think that would be they'd be better off taking there or what?
2: Well, yeah, I think because they don't have a quarterback of the future on the roster, at least to me, I don't know what the front office CB, feels.
1: CB, not QB. I know they're not gonna. I don't think it they shouldn't take a quarterback this high. I don't think.
6: Yeah,
2: um, yeah, I don't think they have a quarterback of the future. Quarterback. Um, you want to? I think it'd be best that you draft positions of support. Positions of support, so that when that quarterback, when you do get that quarterback, you can kind of have a seamless transition. So. I could definitely see them taking a receiver because of the lack of talent that they have at that position. You know, we've talked, you know, we've gone back and forth about Jamison Williams going number eight. He does have a torn ACL. So I'm concerned a little bit about that. I just, not for him, but just because I feel like the Falcons wouldn't, uh, I don't know if they'll be looking for more of a high impact guy, but it's not like we're looking to win games anyways. They've come out and they haven't said it's a rebuilding year, but we all know it's a rebuilding year. Um, So I would like to see them, you know, pick a guy like Jameson Williams, you know, 2022, and then come back 2023 back to back on the ass and draft, you know, the boy Bryce Young. Uh, I think that'd be, I think that's the goal and that's the move. But I could also see them taking like a guy like uh, Olave or um, the other or, Garrett, Wilson. Or Garrett Wilson, Wilson. Yeah. As long as they don't take Drake London, because I just feel like him on the roster is just redundancy with him, Auden Tate, mm-hmm. and Kyle Pitts. Like we don't yeah. need another big body guy. We need speed. We need unique, we need, you know, uh, you know, I forget that Kevin Ridley's still on the roster, but mm-hmm. after this year, he's not going to be. I think that's clear. Yep. Um, so it'd be nice to pick a guy like a James Williams or an Olave or something of that, a receiver similar of that stature, speed and route running um, to kind of, you know, take off. Mm-hmm.
1: Agreed. But, uh, to rise yeah. up. As to rise say. up. Rise up. <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah. I have in my mocks. I had first one I had Sauce Gardener going at eight. I think that'd be that, cool too. It'd be that'd nice. Be cool too. too. But I think
2: the Casey Hayward uh draft I pick up kind of dispelled yep. that a
1: bit. Agreed. Despite it being the most perfect, like most perfect branding ever being sauce and Chick-fil-A and all that. It would be too perfect. Too perfect. But yeah, Casey Hayward being signed there. Second mock I had. Jameson Williams, like you said, it would just be so nice. I don't think before I did that, like now, like you have some mock drafts having him in the top 10 and going there. I think I was one of the first to have him there back you're when the I wrote original, this one. the
2: originator. Let's be clear Nick Chioko, yeah. the originator. Nick, the originator Chioko. So sure we're going to call him from now on.
1: <laughs> talk that talk. That's right. Jameson, I am going to comment just, on this
2: podcast and put on this Instagram post and put Nick, the originator Chioko.
1: <laughs> All right. It makes too much sense. Going back to what we talked about with in, with Joski and even though we'll talk about that later in the episode, the connections it just makes too sense. Too much sense if they if they think that they're completely going this this season's kind of like oh, yeah, we're throwing this we're throwing this away right now. Why not draft a receiver that may not be ready until late October after tearing his ACL? And then next year when you get that number 1 pick draft the quarterback that had the connection with him in college. It just makes so much sense, man. It, it'd be so nice for them to get that may or may not happen, but I think the most realistic is the one that I have coming up in my latest mock draft. That's going to be released on Wednesday, the day before the draft. And that is Garrett Wilson, who is the Ohio state receiver. You mentioned just silky smooth routes, fast as can be, can go up and get the ball when he needs to. I think the great, good comparison to him, probably Calvin Ridley or Stephon Diggs. One of the two is is probably the best comparison to them. Mainly, mainly I, th- I think more Stephon Diggs than Calvin Ridley, but hey, having a Calvin Ridley in the offense when you need it pretty bad isn't the worst thing. Um, but I think those, those three picks, like you said, Drake London is just redundant. Having another tall receiver in that offense doesn't really make any sense to me at all. Just getting that speed mm-hmm. guy underneath um, adding to that wide receiver room that you talked about, Alameda all that everybody, Frank Darby, everybody's a
2: leading receiver from last year.
1: Yes. That, That's not good. <laughs> the, bucks, the bucks stole the other guy, right? Who was Russell it was a gauge. They took Russell. Russell Gage away
2: from us. Brutal. He got paid. Though. got some money.
1: Yeah. In the division too. Tough. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I think those are the most realistic picks for you. I think that receivers, the pick for them at eight overall, um, it's going to be exciting though. I'm excited to see what they do overall. Any more thoughts that you have about your Falcons before Thursday night on draft night surge?
2: Uh well, we could talk a bit about the division and I'll give you yeah. my takes on that really quick. So the Bucks are going to win it again. I think that's obvious. Um they, you know, they got back they got Brady back. They got Russell Gage, they traded for Shaq Mason. Um you know, all all signs are pointing to the Bucks repeating Um, the saints trash. So I'm not even going to give them any, any type of attention. They're just a horrible organization. They have terrible quarterbacks. You know, they gave a guy named Taysom Hill, a quarterback contract. And as soon as the head coach gets leaves, the new head coach says, you know what, Taysom, you're going to play tight end (laughs) because you can't throw a football, but you know, no, that's either that's neither here nor there. And then you got the Panthers, the lily Lily Panthers the Only thing that's separating the Panthers from us is that they have an actual defense. And uh, not so much that they have, you know, they're good at defense. They got some players on defense, as far as you know, Derek Brown. Well, I'm not even sure is actually good, but <laughs> I know he was a top draft pick a couple of years ago. So right. Like yeah, yeah, Brian Burns, uh, Safety. Shaq what is it? What is it? Shaq Thompson? Yep. Shaq Thompson still doing it. Jeremy Chin.
1: Jeremy Chin, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah they got some we got some studs, Dante Jackson. So they got some studs. Mm-hmm. Um and Carolina, but uh,
1: yeah, you know,
2: NFC South, what can you do? We can also talk about the AFC South, uh, and you know, the Colts. <laughs> shout out the shout out, shout out the Colts, shout out for the shoe. Uh, they don't have a first rounder this year, but that's okay. I'm looking for big things that a met. Uh, if I gets to play behind a you know, a solid offensive line, which he's needed, um, which is cool. Uh, they got Michael Pittman, who's okay, he's all right, he's not like a star, but. He's better than anything that the Falcons got.
1: You would gladly have him on the talk. I would
2: gladly take him on the Are you kidding me? Gladly. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, Nick. Yeah. That's my football talk for you. You know, it's basketball season. What are we talking about football for anyways?
1: I don't want to talk
2: about basketball today anyways because the Suns lost yesterday. I know I'm a little off topic. I haven't eaten eaten dinner yet, so (laughs) I'm wild.
1: Serge is getting cranky. Yeah.
2: I'm wild. But, uh, yeah.
1: Meanwhile, we're in the middle of the Celtics game, and I've rec- we've recorded most of this pod during the Celtics game. Yeah, but they're yeah.
2: halftime now, right? No,
1: it's it's ten minutes left in the third quarter. They're winning. So third okay. quarter, third quarter. Yeah, game started at uh, yes. seven o'clock. Yeah, seven? I thought it started at seven thirty. No, nah. fine, fine with it. We're, we're winning by eight currently. Ten minutes and thirty-one seconds in the. Third quarter, so I'm fine with it. But yeah, talking oh, about yeah. 60, football, that was 52. that was Serge's quick basketball talk in the middle of our NFL draft episode that he had to mention because he's still furious about the Suns not letting the uh, <laughs> what
2: the Pelicans <laughs> f them, dude. Forget Pelicans,
1: tying it up going two two. Oh, he he hates to hear it. He hates to talk about it. So I didn't even I text him Pelicans. last night. They're I didn't even text him.
2: I didn't even text him last hear night. you are trash. Every single one of those Pelicans are trash. <laughs> You suck,
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, Serge. I think that that caps it off for the NFL draft talk. Any final things we have to say about the Falcons before draft night on Thursday?
2: Uh, don't screw it up,
1: <laughs> simple and sweet.
2: You know, don't screw it up. You guys have a tendency to screw up picks, don't do it this time. How about that? I
1: think mean, it's good advice. I think it's great last advice. year
2: they did good with that number one overall pick, but the rest of them sucked.
1: So, man, don't screw it up, Falcons. Serge will come for that ass, and he will be the GM soon enough, right?
2: I'll be the GM. You'll be my assistant GM.
1: He makes me the assistant. You're assistant, assistant to the GM. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> to the GM. sounds good. I'll be no, I'll be the director. Be, we'll be, director of player yeah, personnel. You, there we go. I'll be the uh, I'll be um. Or college scouting, one of the two.
2: I'll be the president. You can be the GM. I have right. to have. I have to be something.
1: Yeah. There's only. There can only be one GM. Oh, I wasn't gonna kick you out. I was getting a better a, surge assistant. Do you Would you like any water, sir? <laughs> the assistant GM
2: doesn't do that.
1: I know. I'll be, I won't be the GM. I'll yeah, be the GM. Ask, ask that to Robert Kraft and his. son. I'll <laughs> be
2: in the front office. I'll won't be in the. I'll be. I don't know what I'll be. I'll be. I'll be the director of player personnel. You can be the GM. How about that? I'll be the director be, of, yeah.
1: of uh, college scouting. That sounds good. You want that? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd rather
2: do. That to be the GM,
1: yeah, I think so. You, know, you, I have, like, to, you don't have to
2: travel. You get to wear suits every day. You get to walk up in the in the press box during games. Think about well,
1: it. Yeah, I'll think about it. <laughs> we'll have a handshake agreement Same. by the end of it. Yeah, sounds exactly.
2: Good. You can be the GM, and I'll be the director of player personnel. And whenever one of these knuckleheads is acting up, you tell me, and we'll kick them off the team.
1: Sounds good to me. Do you know, <laughs> we'll search. Thank you for letting me interview you on the spot about the Falcons and the draft picks in the NFL draft this year. I appreciate it. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) Now joining us on the Perfect Time and podcast, we have the boy, Anthony Donato. Tony Donuts, whatever you want to call him. He is straight out of Cali on the pod. Welcome, Tony. How are we doing,
7: I am doing great. <laughs> I'm excited to uh, talk about my wonderful, wonderful team. If you don't already know, I'm out in California because I do love purple and gold, whether it's basketball or football. So I'm happy to talk about this team today. Um, my other team is, is just as bad. So this will be fun to talk on the football side of <laughs> what my team's been doing and what we'll see for uh, this coming year. Um, Serge, thanks for having me as well. And I think you can probably and already have attested to our unfortunate times of being fans of our team. So (laughs) I'll I'll talk my side more of it today. But to anyone who possibly is listening, who's also a Vikings fan, I do want to say I'm sorry for offending you. Um, and at the same time, I don't really need to say sorry because there's probably none of you out there that are Vikings fans. And honestly, you're saving yourself at the same time. So don't worry. <laughs> um, so this will be a little bit What are you doing? A... Hold on. What are you doing, dude? I'm what trying. Gonna... I literally just knocked over my entire charger <laughs> and everything to my computer. I'm just moving out of the way. Sorry. This caused an absolute ruckus. you like bending yeah. down for those who are not so listening. Or not watching. Oh, yeah. The hopefully there's doing no doing uh, actual video for this. That would be even funnier. Uh, I hope people fun. get Jobs. I help uh, Minnesota get a fucking defense. That's what we're about to do, to, do today. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my takes on last year. Let's yeah. roll right into yeah. that. Hop,
1: hop right in, dude. How did how the hell did the season go? So how did it see, for you
7: guys? What? Um, let me get my beetle beep my data here now. Going from anecdotal to statistics. Um, What out of 17 or so games, half of those were lost by seven or less points. So that really hurts. (laughs) 17 weeks, we got eight games, I think, that were less than seven. Um, A lot of those in the last couple minutes, some in overtime, some missed kicks, which we're all not unfamiliar with from our end. Um, and also losing to a divisional game, game-winning touchdown, um, yeah, to, to end that game and give the Lions their only win, I think, of the whole season. So um, collapsing towards the end of the season, losing some key divisional games and games to get us into the playoffs and keep us into a potential last spot to get in. So what I would say, it was a great bad season. <laughs> I think it was great on the offensive side, honestly. I feel like a lot of people give Kirk shit and rightfully so in some, some areas. But I think when you kind of look at what's interesting per my data on ESPN and per my data on Fox sports, we rank decently well in offense. I think it was like top 10, maybe or something like that in terms of total points, maybe uh, Kirk's completion percentages under double digits and interceptions, like all good offensive statistics. And then you, Scroll over to the other side in terms of like points allowed defensively or yards allowed defensively. I think we're like bottom five or something like crazy. Um, So I feel like if you take the balances of those scales, that's how you end up with the sub 500 season. Decent offense. And then you're falling off at the tail end of every second half of a defensive game. So that's my short and sweet take on it. I think there's a lot of great things to build on. I do have a lot of confidence in, obviously, our offense. I think the pieces that we do need, we already made moves on, which is changing out our quarterback or our coach. So I think going from a defensive coach who has had their defense become worse in ranking every year definitely doesn't help. Um, and then I think the pieces that we will likely pick up in the draft should hopefully help for our coming season and maybe the next five years or so. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, I think that's my take. be curious to – see and hear if you guys have thought anything differently
1: <laughs> i think the biggest thing you guys have going for you is just justin jefferson's a dude that's the only way to describe him man he is a stud through and through he is the reason for why that offensive output is so good and of course dalvin cook when he's healthy is is amazing too that offensive system i think is going to be improved despite not agreeing that uh, agreeing to disagree kirk is an okay quarterback right he's been there, he's done that, and he's been okay and he gets paid. So let's let's what's her just face Serge hates.
2: Oh hold on, hold on. I think Kirk is better than okay. I think
1: he's all right. Yeah. All right. I'll give top him 10. That. Top I was about 10. to say top 10.
2: Mm. Top 10. I think if you put him on the cowboys, the cowboys are just as good. I think he's just as good as Dak Prescott. Ooh,
1: I know Joe's in the background. I is feel that... like he has a lot to say about this, too. That's not that's not like a that's not a
2: bold take. It's not, I don't I, think that's a
1: bold. Take.
6: Uh,
2: I would is say it?
1: probably top. I would say probably top fifteen in my mind. I'm a Kirk know, guy. Dude. Joe said he's a he. He just tried it. He's a Kirk
7: guy. Exactly. I he's a, that Kirk, he's a guy. Kirk guy. So, I think you right. put him in the top ten. I think you do. The man has consistently been over probably thirty seven hundred yards passing. I think he's always had a sixty. Let's say what five to seventy percent completion rate. I think he's again. This is due to his lack of. Going for the big home run throws, but the man protects the ball. Uh, maybe not in all the right cases, but collectively, nah, thirty-three nah. touchdowns, seven interceptions. I mean, you just look across the board. Yeah. He's a really good quarterback. I think it's. Uh, I think it's a couple of things. Again, I think I don't both. I think this season is huge because we, if we have a healthy uh, Cook, we got a healthy um, Adam Thielen we have a more offensive coach or looks to take big shots Mm -hmm. or just mixes up the offense more. I think if those four people click as they should, and then you now have a defense that can keep people off the field and, or make that one or two big plays to not lose by three or less points in a couple of games or whatever it may be. um, I think you have like a, you know, I think you have like a 12 to 13 win season potentially you know if a couple of those games swung the other way which weren't always Kirk's fault so um yeah I, I have faith in him I think this will be a very interesting season
1: just don't play him at primetime that's the is it he <laughs> won his first
7: primetime
1: game this year right was that what it yeah. was something insane it was either Thursday he or doesn't Monday win night. on
7: Monday primetime time. Or yeah, something, like yeah that? something yeah something oh, seven, seven that. or coming into the <laughs> Bet against yeah. Kirk
1: in prime time, But, yeah, I think having Kevin O'Connell, the new head coach, is going to be huge for that offense, dude. It's going to give Justin Jefferson a lot more opportunities, despite he should have been a rookie of the year two years ago. He was a monster this past year, too. To I wrote it down the other day, it's and I'm going right? blank on it. I know Joe knows it for sure. He's going to chat in a second. I know. Was it, it not yet. Herbert? Josh Jacobs? No. Oh. oh, it was Herbert. No, it was Herbert. Yeah, 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 right, Herb. Serge. It was Herbert. Yep, yep, you're right on that. And understandably so, Justin Herbert is a monster, as we talked about with Yanni. He's so, so good, and his ceiling is up there for sure. Um, Justin Jefferson is so good. But, yeah, you talk about that defense, man. I mean, I have, like, written down the different the different stuff, team needs and everything. Defense, I think, is a huge thing. Serge, do you agree with that for their 100%. defense? 100%.
2: They had a corner, what was it, Gladney or Gladly? Gladly. Yeah, yeah,
1: Jeff. He Jeff got arrested. Me. Is that the he one that got, got arrested?
2: arrested? <laughs> I think he got acquitted
1: though. Not he's acquitted in jail. <laughs> pretty I, sure I, he's. Is he in jail? <laughs> he could be possibly I'm I'm pretty sure Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. The run of corners. Actually he's on the
2: actually he's on the Cardinals. He got off. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. It's like a few weeks he ago. Got off.
1: Yeah. God, but Tony. Yeah. You hey, talk always. about that. Talk about that corner luck, man. You guys every year, it seems like corner, 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 first round. Yeah. None <laughs> of them are on the roster anymore. It's insane. It's absolutely yeah. insane.
7: So yeah, is that for a, first it, rounders, yeah. for sure. That's a, that's a rough one to like, Crazy. you know, to, to put your, you know, roll the dice on, but I, I try to look back in the last like couple of years just to see, and some of them are producers like to some extent I think, but um, yeah, if you're wasting a first round pick on a potential you know criminal situation in the year or two after they get drafted, not not most ideal. Um, but yeah, we're putting out at least I think a couple of corners like each each draft. I mean, I think 2020 was a big year where we had like three or something or four maybe. Yeah, three or four. But uh yeah, Cam Danzler, Jeff Gladney were in that See, uh 2020. Um Harrison han I think played last season pretty well and uh Cameron Bynum this past year. So yeah, I think um I wouldn't be surprised if they take probably two this season, this draft season, I would say. Um I liked your pick of linebacker as well. Um, because I think a couple of things we've getting hurt a lot, I feel like defensively and the linebacker core and then bar has been kind of in and out. We had some contract stuff recently. So I feel like if you got three superstars there, another superstar cornerback or, you know, pretty well-rounded one out of college. Um, and then I would say maybe a couple offensive line pieces. Uh, I think that's your focus this season uh, for the draft. I don't think you really need maybe like a backup receiver in the sixth round or something, but I think you focus on those first, you know, five rounds, like all defense. I feel like any other route would probably be doing a disservice to our biggest need. <laughs> I don't know how you guys feel on, on that, but I think that's what I would expect uh, for this, for this draft season. Serge, what are your thoughts? Uh, I would th- agree. Um, I didn't watch many Vikings
2: games when we can play the honest with you, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I do share the, you know, I do sympathize with you because I am a Falcons fan and, and you guys are, are brothers from the North. <laughs> so, you know, we know how to choke a lead and we know the big reason of choking leagues is that defense. And, um, you know, we have been struggling to get one in Atlanta for a very long time. So I think it would be, the Vikings would be best served in kind of focusing their draft, I think around that. Cause as you guys have discussed this, the Vikings offense is perfectly fine. You know, you got a bona fide number one, bona fide number two, superstar running back, a good enough quarterback that can win you games, whether or not you think he's top 10 Nick
1: is whatever, but he's good enough to win games. I just think he's a, a nerd. Opposite. I just think that, I think that's why I like that. He cooks, he, he cooks meat on the, on the grill with tinfoil underneath dude. Like, come on. Like I can't, I can't deal with that. I know that's stealing from part of my take, but it's so true. Like, I, I don't know. And I, I will say that I like that rant is one of my favorite things of all time. I went on a time during our senior year of college, during the trip to new Orleans that I took where I was just yelling that constantly at people. Like it just, You like that? Like, it's hilarious to me. But, yeah, 10-15 for me. He's good enough. He's good enough, like you said. He's good enough.
2: Um, But, yeah, the defense, I think, needs work. Uh, I'm curious about the defensive line. I don't know much about them. I know Danielle Hunter had some injuries last year, and Everson Griffin is he always, you know, it's just a mystery. I don't know if he's still on
7: the roster, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't think he is. You uh, know Harrison Smith, the safety. No, 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 no. No, uh, Everson Griffin. Everson Griffin oh. had like a mental oh, breakdown yeah, he again, was... like. I don't think he. Yeah, is. I don't think I even looked up his last status on that. I was, it was, it's, it's out now he's Like, oh, again, like kind of deal. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like he's just mm-hmm. had a lot of off the field issues, unfortunately. No, um,
1: he's not on the roster as of right now. And then Daniel right. Hunter was signed with someone else, right? Didn't he sign with? Uh...
2: He? I thought he was on the.
1: I think he's signed with someone else. I know I know. Zadarius Smith got added to that defense, which is a huge help having him from – stealing him from the Packers. That was very cool to see that happen. I'm sure he's going to get some some licks on Aaron Rodgers that year, that, this year. That'll no, be he's still on the
7: Vikings. He's still on the no, Vikings.
1: Yeah. Oh, there he is. I didn't see him on – I have the roster pulled up. I didn't even see him on there.
7: You know what I love would to see more happen is Patrick Peterson, but I think he's just playing a position in defense that doesn't really allow him to ball hawk as much. But yeah. I think you, you get reliability and – Harrison, um, Eric Hendricks, obviously healthy, Anthony Barr healthy. Cameron Dantzler, I think, could be doing a good season again this year. Active Petter. Patrick Peterson. Um, he's up there. I in don't age, know. Dude. I think I, he's up, Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's kind of one of those where it's like more of a name signing than it was anything else. Yes. 100%. Um, yeah. So I don't, I think it's fair to say like, just like them to be active, but I'm not expecting, I, I would expect Harrison Smith, Kendrick's and bar to, to lead, you know, if they don't miss any seasons. Um, yeah. So I, I would agree. I think um, defensive line, offensive line, maybe don't need anything in terms of skill players. And then, yeah, those cornerbacks, I think we just need a couple. So put your, you know, picks around that. I think that'll be what I would expect from them and and hopefully ends up panning out you know mm-hmm. i think but, um,
2: could Derek stingley be a guy that's available at 12 for the minnesota vikings and it
7: is <laughs> would it he is. just
2: be like the lsu you know we go from pat peterson, <laughs> peterson oh my god go come on. to
1: you know Derek stingley is that is it that is. is that
2: what you're feeling nick
1: is that what, is is. That what you're
2: prophesizing?
1: I want it to happen so badly. It's like the first pick that I have written down every time I've like even touched the mock draft, Derek Stingley at 12. Derek Stingley at 12. It's just it's too perfect, dude. We talk so many things about different people landing spots somewhere. The whole thing with Derek Stingley being a top five player, then not playing well in 2020, and after this past season, all that sort of stuff. It just makes sense. LSU being the person to have Patrick Peterson, former LSU cornerback, mentor him. For Patrick Peterson to then show him the ropes of being on the purple and gold in the pros. It's just... It's just too perfect, dude. It makes so much sense. And having also, I wrote this in my mock draft. I'm going to write it again because I, I had it in my first mock draft that I put out. I'm going to have it in this upcoming draft mock draft that I put out. Having Justin Jefferson on that team, who he played with at LSU when they won that 2019 title together, them playing against each other in practice, no matter what's going on with Derek Stingley. there's talks about his injury coming up and everything. Having that practice footage against and having Justin Jefferson speak on his behalf I mean, like, you can't ask for a better uh, – he played with him. He's his teammate. He They won the championship together. It's just too perfect, man. If he's there at 12, I think they have to go sprint in that card. It is, I think, the most perfect pick in the entire draft for the Vikings. I, I don't see anything different.
7: Yeah, I was going to say they, they played together. That will be fun. I think so that's fun. always fun. Um, oh, those one-on-ones, I'm just, like, picturing in, in practice again. What do you have – I'm trying to look it up. What did he hurt his ankle –
1: his foot. He had a Liz Frank injury on his foot, I think uh, it was. Yeah. Isn't and that what Jared had
7: in college too? A Liz Frank.
1: Yeah. Dude, that's a
7: tough one it. though. I mean, if you can come back from that, that's I feel like that's a one of those like football injuries that's can be a little bit of a nagging one because it's like that's the bone that's like on top of your foot that you put like all your pressure down on, I think, when you run. But mm-hmm. hey, if you come back from that and you're doing fine. And he's at twelve. <laughs> I feel like is that is that what we're thinking? Is because of any potential injury stuff that he'll fall that far or do we think that the first 12 in the draft or 11 just don't need him i think it's a mix
1: of both i don't know about need i feel like the seahawks are a team to watch out for them taking a corner at nine but i think having and even the jets at 10 i think all teams could use him but i think the whole thing of him is his injury he ran really well at his pro day that he had i think it was a week or two ago um that kind of showed after not doing the not doing the combine after not doing so many pre-draft stuff. That kind of showed and proved, yeah, all right, he's he's good to go too. So I think that'll that'll help a ton. I think that's a reason why he'll be available at twelve. Still, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see in the next few days. But yeah, I still think I still think he'll <laughs> be available. It's it's too perfect, man. It really is. Just like last yeah. year with Christian Derisaw, right? I was texting you about that pick from day one. Day one, I said zone tackle. Perfect left tackle for that offensive line, for that system. Darius, uh, put it in shock. Guess what?
7: Yeah. You had a crushed, I feel like you crushed last last year's uh, picks too. All the Daris, bets, uh, know, everything at sure <laughs> Oh,
1: yeah. Well, that we, yeah. We talked about that previously. Just the trail so ends funny. at three. I didn't have any bets on
7: Kyle, uh, Kyle Pitts at four, but
1: I know Serge was hyped up about that. And then Mac yes. Jones, 15.
7: Come on, are Throwing some bets for, uh, for, uh, <laughs> for Derek to be there. Yep. that'll be fine i That'd feel like it, that'll fun. give us the good luck we we possibly need yep. but uh yeah i think uh, i've seen too like a lot of a lot of other uh you know mock draft analysts like same thing um him or or derek as well or um uh who was a linebacker from uh was it utah, utah. yeah Derek
1: yeah. Devin yeah. lloyd is the other one that i had Devin for lloyd. the other yeah. mock draft. i had that for my one in the middle but um I think adding somebody like Derek Singh would be so perfect for the Vikings. It just makes yeah. I mean, sense.
7: It, Yeah, dude, I I feel that way. Or, yeah, get another stud linebacker, three, you know, two veterans that played together and then a, another strong you know, rookie. Um, I'll take that too, you know, honestly. Even though we do have, a, I feel like, good backups in, in the linebacking core, um, I think uh, Vigil played pretty well in the times he needed to step up this season. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'll take either, honestly. Uh, whatever can help turn that defense around and stop people from scoring points and getting yards, that'll help. Until you win games, Serge. We know the deal. Exactly. Defense, <laughs> defense wins championships. championships. Oh! <laughs> that was beautiful.
1: You call that a perfect time and moment right there, gentlemen. Yes. That was, that was too yeah. perfect. I think we got to wrap it up from there. That was too perfect. Tony, I you guys. thank you for coming on, dude. All the way, straight out of Cali.
7: Right out of Cali. Anthony, <laughs>
1: California Donado. He has to go to a bonfire on the beach now. So let him go and hope you enjoy being in California and let's go bikes.
7: Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks so much, go guys. On. And hey, Soul. I have plenty of space. I got some air mattresses and everything. Come through, enjoy the nice sun. It's you know a lot better losing when it's nice out, you know, and <laughs> earlier games. So, you know, I would love to see this season taking in the sun with some W's. So we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens, but I appreciate you guys a lot. Skull, go Vikings Nation. Everyone else out there listening that's a Vikings fan, we're in this together. Win or loss, we take it in stride. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Thanks so much.
1: <laughs> appreciate you, man. Thanks for hopping on.
7: Thanks, man. Thank you. See ya.
2: Next up, come to the podcast. We got our boy from Cali, Das Jan, Yanis Barros. Yanni, how are we doing? We're doing great. Doing good. Doing good.
1: good. Let's go. I love it. Well, Giannis, you're a late night addition to this crew. We're recording late night right now. It's already past midnight a little bit. The late night. (laughs) Figured to send you a text. Being (laughs) on the West Coast, Giannis, living in California for the past, what, six months now? Close to it? Six months. Going on seven. I think soon. Sheesh. So you're a West Coast boy now, through and through, man. I figured we have some. We have a team on the West Coast. That is in the first round of the draft. I texted you right before this, Chargers or Rams. You said in verbatim, Chargers, 1,000,000%. That was your response. So if you'd like to talk about the Chargers, if you'd like to talk about one of your favorite players, Justin Herbert, one of my favorite players, Justin Herbert.
2: One of my favorite players, Justin Herbert. One of,
1: one of all three of ours favorite players. <laughs> please go ahead and talk about what you think the Chargers might do this draft, what they could use. I know you're a Patriots fan and in your heart, but you're in the West coast. Now you're a West coast boy. We'd be happy to have you
0: talk about the Chargers. Here's the thing. I'd be totally bullshitting you. If I told you I knew what they were going to do in the draft, (laughs) I do not pay attention to the draft simply because these guys last like three years. Most of these guys last like three years. Otherwise like, I'll see like these huge DNs come through and it'll be like that guy. Who is that DN from Texas that was like an absolute beast? But like, oh, Brian Arakpo. Brian Arakpo. Like, he came in and he like wasn't even that good. Like, Benching chains though. and shit. Yeah. He was uh. a beast. But I would like to obviously say like, oh, like they're going to draft Arakpo or, or some crazy shit and like uh, be a way better team. Honestly, though the Chargers just need to have a better defense. Um, but they 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 engage in these shootouts with teams and will like drop like 35 a game. And like your obvious, your offense is obviously there. It's just a matter of uh, defense. They drafted a, they didn't draft a corner. They traded for a corner, who's like a good corner. But interceptions are not like a, a good. How do I say barometer of performance for a corner? It's like almost situational. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say like him or, or Travon Diggs are, are the best. Is that it, the right name? Travon Diggs mm-hmm. are the Travon best corners Diggs. in the league. But mm-hmm. they make plays, they're playmakers. What can I say? Um otherwise, Chargers just need to improve on defense. I don't know. Is there anyone on the board that they might grab? So the nose did, tackle. Nose tackle. Yeah. So there's a lot of
1: talks of Jordan Davis being that perfect perfect fit for them. I have I had him in my first mock draft that I did landing at 17. Um right tackle is definitely a Big, big thing that – I mean, if you guys watched that – was it the last game, the Raiders versus the Chargers of the season where that impossible almost happened where they almost tied and everything? Storm Norton was the right tackle, played for Brian Bulaga, who was hurt that game. Max Crosby ran around him like five – I think he got five sacks that game. He just sprinted around, sprinted around, sprinted around, caused, constantly causing pressure. Um, so I think right tackle is definitely a big move for them. Um, a lot of talks of corner being a spot of need to fill out that entire defense – He got some D linemen in uh, a few D linemen in free agency. But like you said, Giannis, that that defense is really the only thing that's holding them back from being a true contender because Justin Herbert is that dude on offense. He's a stud. There's no doubt about it.
0: Agreed. Agreed. My question for you guys is what you think about... So I agree drafting is the way to go if you're looking for a corner. What do you think about... Corners being, like, incrementally better than one another in the NFL and actually being impactful? Because um, you can pay, like, a corner, let's say, like, $10 million. Is he any better than a corner that's going to get drafted? And then what's the difference between these two corners that I'm talking about right here and then someone like Stefan Gilmer, like, two years ago or something like that? I, I don't know. Like, I feel like you need your corner to be a good tackler. Um, unless he's a lockdown guy, it doesn't really – Make a huge difference, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Serge, so you can go in. I'm happy to to
1: talk about the stuff after because I already know what I'm going to talk about with the Patriots and stuff.
2: Um, well, I think the better the back end, maybe not so much the corner, but maybe you know the safeties have a role in this too. But the better the back end, the better the corner, the better the secondary, the better your football team is. Uh, you know, the longer you're able to hold coverage, the more likely you are to get a sack. And so sacks create turnovers. So to me. I would probably say that the corner position is probably one of the most important positions on the football team. Um, you know, Seahawks won a Super Bowl basically because of their secondary. So, hmm. yeah, I think that's definitely a huge thing. And when you're building a team, they say when you're building a defense, you build from the what the back to the front.
1: Back end. When yeah. you're building
2: an offense, you're building from the inside out. Front inside out. So from the center out. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I definitely think you need a premier corner, at least one, and then a, a relatively good number two corner to be a successful football team. Like, look at the Rams, Jalen Ramsey.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know who the other corner is, but he obviously wasn't bad because you didn't hear his name called that often. Um, so, yeah, I think, mm-hmm. definitely, I definitely think you need at least one premier corner on your football team to really contend.
1: I think traits is also a huge thing, too. I mean, Yeah, you didn't mention his name, but J.C. Jackson, he was a UDFA for the Patriots, undrafted free agent. Belichick is one coach GM that drafts traits, and I think that's something that's huge. You mentioned tackling, huge. The ability to cover, huge. Make plays, also huge. His nickname is Mr. INT for a reason, right? Mr. INT. And that's what he self-proclaimed and everything. I knew he was gone when he started naming himself Mr. INT. <laughs> <Mr. laughs> I was like, all right, yeah, he's getting some somewhere else. It's not Fine by that. at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the traits is the huge thing with them where it's like you see a corner can mold into a player despite them being first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh undrafted. No matter where they are, they can become a player. One player that – I see it in so many mock drafts that is like tied to the Patriots, but I don't think it's actually going to happen. It's a corner from Sam Houston State, Zion McCullum. He's like six-two, I think it is. Really tall, long corner, fast as shit, like four-three speed. I think it was in the forty. Came from a smaller school, but traits. That's the traits. It's not production. He's playing FCS football. I think it is. Like it's the traits, and that's a huge thing about corners, especially and. Just uh what's his name? Mr. I T is is literally a perfect, perfect mm-hmm. representation of that.
2: For sure. Going back to what uh Giannis, you were saying, but the um when I said premier corner, I don't mean necessarily investing a premier draft pick into a corner.
6: Mm-hmm. Because
2: I think there's a lot there's been a lot of misses as far as that goes. We look at uh Jeff Okuda, uh Dean Milner, um Drake Kirkpatrick, uh It's a bunch of guys that, you know, were first round premier draft picks. that just didn't pan out. Vernon Hargraves. All the Vikings. All the Vikings cornerbacks. All the Vikings corners. (laughs) You know, so. Oh, Kevin King. So literally, just been a bunch of guys. But I think once you get one, you got to pay him. And to keep him, because you need that premier corner to, you know, make that Super Bowl run that your team, you know, wants to make.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. And I think uh, there's there's one thing about looking for these corners. I think obscure body characteristics for like those that you take shots in the dark with. I think like the, uh, the Xavier Rhodes of the world that are like bigger Brandon Browners, whatnot. You're saying this kid from Houston is like pretty long. Yeah, Sam Houston State. Not even Houston, like
1: Sam, like from oh, wow. like okay. the FCS level. Also, Brennan Browner on the field, not off the field. We do not condone any of his actions. Off the field. <laughs> I think <laughs> Wait, that who? You like who? Uh, Brennan Brenna Browner. Oh, <laughs> bad guy. Great player, yeah.
8: though.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's the whole thing too. Where even a player like from you, you said Houston, the guy from Sam Houston State, a corner from Houston, Marcus Jones, his name is ridiculous kick returner, punt returner, but dude's five, eight. That's not something you look for. Like he would be a top pick in like the nineties. If Al Davis was still drafted for the Raiders and everything, just because of his <laughs> kick kicking punt returner ability. He's five, eight, dude. Like he's going to be third, fourth rounder. As good of a punt returner and kick is that doesn't translate to the NFL as much as you would wish that it did.
0: Five, eight. That's
1: crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy.
0: I feel crazy. like those guys struggle like, uh, Tariq uh, Cohen could be better. It's just like, it's, so it feels small. so forced to be that short mm-hmm. in the league, unfortunately. Like, yeah. yeah, you'll yeah. never
2: be anything more than a gimmick if you're
1: that small. Mm-hmm. Even like Miles Bryant, Giannis, remember him at the end of the last year? We had to basically start him as like corner one against the Bills, which was just disgusting to watch. Like, he's probably 5'8 as well, I think. And he was just, he was also another undrafted free agent for the <laughs> for Patriots just brutal brutal to watch
0: it's tough yeah all the credit to them though for getting where they are yeah get those check sure. for, as, for as long as you can yeah <laughs> <laughs>
9: oh man
1: Giannis receiver do you think that's something that they could go for the charges to you think they need a, another weapon on
0: the uh offensive side for justin herbert or what they re-signed mike williams right they did yeah they got keenan Big Allen money. talking to shit year after year <laughs> still good <laughs> but he talks a lot of shit. Yep. <laughs> Chris Browder. He's so, he, one of the best in the league. Uh, and they have that young kid, actually, that plays pretty well. Guyton, I think. No? Yeah, they have a few. They have, have
2: Guyton. Uh, is it Parham? Is it Don Parham?
1: Tight end. Big tight it's end. Tight end. They have yeah. a
2: receiver, though. That's, like, new.
1: Um,
0: Josh Palmer, Tennessee. Josh
2: Palmer. Palmer.
0: Jalen Guyton was the other guy you were thinking of, to be honest. Jalen Guyton. Yep. I think Jalen Guyton had a pretty good end of season, mm-hmm. if I remember. Yes, he did. hundred percent. I like their young running backs. Honestly, I'd say if there was a need, I, I agree. Why not uh, reinforce the line, like you said? There's no reason not to. You have a franchise quarterback. Do you, do you, know, do you know any of the top offensive line prospects? No. Yeah. I don't know no. a single <laughs> offensive lineman in the entire NFL. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, my life depended on yes. it. That's okay. That's why we brought you in for the expertise about corners because you corner in college and high school and everything, dude, that's All why right. we brought you in. That's
2: You, you right. brought in some corner, some corner insight that we did not, that we never really touched upon. Yeah. We don't really talk corners. Usually we yeah, talk,
1: we talk running linemen. backs.
2: We talk quarterbacks. Uh, we talk linemen.
1: We talk a lot of uh, linemen stuff. A lot, linemen stuff. Linemen.
2: a lot of linemen stuff. A lot of linemen stuff. Yeah. Never any corner stuff. So that was good. That was good stuff.
0: Glad to provide that for you guys. Guys, when you guys are both coaches at the NFL level, (laughs) go faster than both of us because Chico's uh, coaching already. Uh Just get a a lockdown corner. Your linebackers can be chips. Your line can be chips. If you have a lockdown corner, you can just send them. Send all seven. Send your entire front seven. You'll be good. It's true. You'll win games. Engage eight every play. It's (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. it's right.
1: <laughs> press man corners all, all day long, the whole time. Beautiful. All right, Giannis, thank you for hopping on the pod, giving some insight to the Chargers, being the West Coast boy. We pre- appreciate you hopping on and talking about your home team, the Los Angeles Chargers. Sorry, I, can't,
2: I can't even say it. We so gotta so we gotta we gotta get Giannis back
1: on and talk some hoops, talk some NBA basketball. Yes, one thousand percent. Sir, just itching not to talk about football, so he's itching Absolutely. to talk about basketball. <laughs> all right later guys thanks for having me all right honest appreciate it man we are back with the boy mason griffin to talk shop with his hometown san francisco 49ers mace bay how are we doing my boy
4: hey uh, longtime listener first time caller uh I'm doing great but uh News of this Debo Samuel uh, drama has left me in shambles. <laughs> they can't get rid of Debo. Come on, trade Jimmy G before they get rid of Debo. We got to be on it. I hope you guys agree with me there. 100%. Jimmy G G's, G's <laughs> like, this, this is terrible. Get... This is a Debo Samuel podcast. Yes, we,
2: very we much. We we've sing his praises. You know, he <laughs> won me a fantasy football
1: league. <laughs> I,
2: I have nothing but respect, <laughs> respect
1: for him. Yep, 100%. It, yeah, I think it would be so smart for them to go and not trade Debo. It, he's the – I say the heart and soul of the Boston Celtics about Marcus Smart. he, I mean, he's the reason why they were that the – they blasted in the playoffs last year, right? Him and Trent Williams walking down, walking down the thing with the boom boxing on his shoulder, jamming out.
2: The super gremlin.
1: Yeah, bunch of badasses. It would break he's your heart. He's an
4: incredible talent, like so versatile. Like, you can use them anywhere. I mean, sure. I was talking to Cole earlier, and he's like, oh, do you know who would be a great fit on the Packers? Is Debo Samuel. <laughs> you son of a bitch. What are you talking about? He belongs in the Golden State, that we we all know it. I think we put that into his head.
1: <laughs> we did. We 100% did. We talked about it earlier. Yeah, 1,000% said that because of that. Oh, that's amazing. That's great. The Mace Bang. With this whole Debo Samuel talk and everything like that, you guys don't have a first round pick. Do you know when your first pick is in the draft? I don't even know. To be completely honest, it's second, third, no clue. Totally. Whatever it is, they doesn't just, matter. They
4: wasted on great. Ta- they have great talent right now. Mm-hmm. It's just that Jimmy G can't get his arm together. Like, so, I, I, they got, they got shipped that man. I, 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 I can't say it enough. Like, I love him. Beautiful man has a great personal life. You know, <laughs> not great on the football field. <laughs> so I don't know like Sam Darnold maybe I saw that rumor Jimmy G for Sam Darnold and I was like, a, honestly would send it for that like a, are you not a, an arm.
1: back to Cali all right I see that I see that a little you, bit It would be
4: interesting it
1: and you want to be a threat
2: to uh, Trey Lance I think I think Trey Lance mm-hmm. is going to be the guy next year Yep Um are you a big Trey Lance guy Mason?
4: I honestly haven't seen enough of him to like really have an opinion you know Mhm I mean, I didn't watch too many 49ers games last too many 49ers games last year. I just like looked at stats, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Trey Lance, I mean, yeah, he splashes. But I mean, if he gets a starting job this year, I'll support him. Mm-hmm. Young talent. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a whole new seed, uh, NFL with all these young quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It's a whole new era. That's right. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. It's, it'll, it'll be yeah. good. Trey, Lance. you know who's not going to be part of that era. Was Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: <laughs> Out with the old, in with the new.
4: Amen, brother. <laughs> Absolutely. I, uh, yeah.
1: I love it, Mace. Yeah, Trey Lance sent me, surge, right?
4: Trey Lance sent you.
1: Trey Lance sent me. I'm all into the Trey Lance train.
4: All right, fellas. I got to hop. Got work tomorrow, but it was great uh, being on the pod. Appreciate yeah. it.
1: Thank you for Excellent. hopping on. Thank you for hopping on Mace. It's been a pleasure, my boy. Thank you.
4: Take it easy fellas.
1: See you man. Now hopping on the pod with us is the boy, the three time guest right under Gina. Who's at four, I think, right. Is she had four or she had three. I think uh, I want to say
2: she's at th- two features,
1: but she's made two appearances. So she's at four. But Joe's right under at 3. We have the boy, <laughs> Joe McGuinness, Joski hopping on the pod with us today to talk nfl draft. He is a part of our Draft Dudes <laughs> group message that we have going all year long us three in this group. So, you know he's coming in hot with all the NFL draft knowledge specifically for the New England. Your New England Patriots, Joski. How are we doing, my man? Doing
9: well, man. Doing well. Uh- Always good to be back, you know, making the appearances, getting my name out there. You know, lo- love uh love being on. And yes, this is I love draft season. Obviously, you guys know that it's all we talk about. Even during the season, we're talking about draft stuff. Um, so super pumped. And this is probably as important of a draft for the Patriots as I mean, last year, obviously with getting the quarterback was super important, but I think this is now where they build. And I think they're in a very good spot to keep building and, you know, setting our guy Mac up for success. So some things I'm hoping to actually happen. Let's see if they do happen, but we'll, uh, I think in bill we trust.
1: Yep. Yep. A thousand percent. Well, Joe, me being a Patriots fan as well, How do we think the season went and how do we think it ended, man? I think you can talk about it for as long as you would like. We don't have to have Serge Butt in here if he wants to because he hates the Patriots so goddamn much.
9: (laughs) Yeah, so up and down. um, Obviously, they went through that win streak in the middle of the season uh, and then really faltered at the end. I do think both were real. I think – that that version of the Patriots could have been that good. They they have the coaching and the pieces in place, and they had the scheme in place to actually be that good. I don't think that was a fluke. But then they also have a very low floor, I think because of sort of the youngness in key areas and the lack of talent in other key areas, where sometimes if coaching doesn't prevail, the floor can be low. So I think both were pretty real. They need to, I think, find some players now that are big-time difference makers to add some stability to to that core. Um, You saw when people like Judon were hot, the team was hot. Or when Kendrick Bourne was playing like a, a number one, the team was playing like they had a number one receiver. When Damian wasn't fumbling the ball, they were the best running team in the league. So if, you know, we can get other pieces around them, so we don't have to rely on those players who probably aren't like w- number one guys to really, really produce, you're going to have a little bit more consistency and you won't falter towards the end. So, That's what I'm hoping they find.
1: Mm-hmm. Completely agree. Serge thoughts.
2: Oh uh, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I am a Mac Jones guy, no matter how much, you know, hate or despise I have for the Patriots and their, Organization, but I am a Mac Jones guy. I like Mac Jones. He reminds me of a guy that we used to have in Atlanta, but it's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I guess following up that question, uh, what have you liked that the Patriots have done so far this offseason? Because you know they've, uh, they did a semi-big trade a couple weeks ago or so. They got a receiver who could be doing some things and. Mm-hmm. the Patriot uniform. So what are your thoughts on him? What do you think? Do you think he's going to be good?
9: Yeah. So I think he, I, he's going to come in Devonte, and like, there's not going to be a lot of pressure. I don't, or from the fans there is going to be a lot of pressure. I think organizationally there's not going to be a ton of pressure for him to be that X, you know, like to be that number one receiver. He's going to play that role, but we've all seen this offense for 20 years it might be a little different bill. Who's coming back as the O.C.? I forget. It's uh, – I don't know. But, right now, so dude. But yeah. Um, but we've seen this offense for the last 20 years where outside of the Moss years, you don't need your number one receiver to have 1,400 yards and 15 touchdowns. That's not what they're bringing Devante in for. Um, he will just coexist within the framework of the offense. He's uh, – if he has 800 yards in, I don't know, Six touchdowns, that's a, a good job. That's you're gonna help clear out the middle for somebody like Jacoby Myers. Like you're gonna draw attention away from Bourne. You're gonna clear things up for the tight ends. So that's all I'm hoping for him. So I I like the move. I like that they didn't give up a ton uh to get him. So that was a good move. Uh there was some other moves that I think were necessary that they had to make that did not make the team better though. Um, mm. mainly the Shaq Mason trade. Mm. Tough. That, that where, where that's they trade
1: him to to Tampa, Bucks.
9: right? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, stab me
1: right in the heart, dude! For what a sixth round. Get, hour, get, right? they get Fifth everything.
2: They get everything in Tampa Bay, and it's
9: like they don't abide yeah. by a salary cap; they just do whatever they want. So ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> the, the The tough thing about that was that it was such a a deep guard class in free agency, and they waited until everybody was signed <laughs> and traded him and there still hasn't been a replacement at guard they lost Karras so and the the frustrating thing is, is like that is now a need but I don't think they're going to address it early in the draft with somebody like Zion or something like which I'm fine with don't don't draft a guard high but mm-hmm. that's a huge area of need but it's nothing that's going to get Gonna get addressed with a very high pick, so it's kind of a question mark. How many times are you gonna find a Shaq Mason or a Mike Unwenu or a David Andrews even outside of the draft? You know,
1: hundred percent. So, it's a maybe they get maybe they get lucky go-go. like the
9: Chiefs. Maybe they maybe you know they get a yeah. I mean, yeah. Anderson, I mean that uh, that was a total Patriots move last yeah. year. Them, you know, getting Trey Smith. So,
1: yep. I'm yeah. I'm really hoping for something like that for the Pats, dude. I think. The trade for Devontae Parker, like you said, very, very big. The OC, very, very much of a question mark right now. I think the one thing that's making this year different than every other year going forward, of course, Mac Jones is our quarterback versus having Cam Newton, Tom Brady for 20-plus years. I think not having a fullback in this offense is, is going to very much change this offense completely. I think for whatever reason, and I'm sure you have your thoughts on this too, Joe, I think they're going to spread it out wide for whatever reason. They might go five wide. I, I don't know, dude. They might have Damien back there.
2: Do they have five receivers to go five wide? <laughs> so, yeah,
9: basically. The, uh, yeah. So, actually, so the last time that they did go no fullback, I think it was the 2012 season, mm-hmm. which it was, it was, I think, 2011 too. So, those, those two seasons back to back, where I don't think Josh was the OC. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have been when he was in Denver. I forget how the time lines up, but right. they went no fullback, and that was the 2011, 2012 years when they had like Hernandez, that guy, you know, our, mm-hmm. our good friend Aaron Hernandez, in the backfield, and they were basically using him like everybody has been asking them to use John Smith mm-hmm. as, as like that utility, that kind of like an H back. So they were using him. They had like Shane Vereen, Stephen Ridley, uh, one other back, like a weird collection of backs that could do a lot of – oh, Danny Woodhead. And so if you think about it, you can have Damian, Ramondre, uh, James White is back, uh, J.J. JJ JJ Taylor Taylor on the roster. So a lot of versatility there. You're going to be able to carry another back or another tight end or another receiver because you're down a roster spot. Or you free up a roster spot with the no fullback. And then so imagine them being able to use like Hunter Henry and Johnu in the way that they probably planned. Like moving Johnu around, playing him off the ball, removed from the line of scrimmage. I think it's going to free up the offense a lot a lot. Um it'll be interesting though to see how far away from the run Bill goes without a fullback, though. Mm-hmm. Like, are they just gonna to transition to out-of-the-gun zone type of stuff. It is like, easier to run if you don't have a lot of great linemen.
1: It's, like, scary to think about, like, changing the offense completely. And that's one thing that I also lead to, I I guess, not understanding the trade, but I guess, yeah, I guess understanding the trade is the best way to put it. Where Shaq Mason came from a running offense, Georgia Tech, like, third, like triple option kind of my ball offense. And that's what, of course, he could pass block every now and then, too. But of course, he was there for the run, and he being, I think, six one, and they paid him too, and he's a damn good run blocker. But that's why we had him there, and in Josh McDaniels' system, that's what he was used for, and I, that's the only thing that I can kind of lead to why we traded Shaq Mason away. But like you said, hasn't been filled yet. I don't think they're going to go twenty one. I don't. Think, I no. I would be mad if they did. I would be too. One hundred percent. As good as Zion Johnson is from BC, love the BC boy coming here. Wouldn't like that at twenty one. One hundred percent agree with no. you, Joe.
2: Well, imagine yeah. if you were a commander's fan, and you drafted Brandon Scherf at number
9: five, whatever pick he, he was. He just gets hurt every year. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> he's, he's nasty, but he gets hurt.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, 100%. And kind of going off that, Joe, who would you like to be picked at 21 by the Patriots overall? All these different team needs and everything like that. You can touch on that too. But 21 right. for the Patriots, man. I would love to hear what you got.
9: So we're, I think we're in a good spot, but a very interesting spot with how where things are going to fall at 21, where I like the biggest position of need is cornerback and or safety. I think they need like you need a Devin McCourty to, to operate um, and then linebacker. I think like defense that we were talking about, I think last week, Chico, like mm-hmm. need to go defense the first two rounds and yeah. then you can go find your guard or you can go find a receiver like Mechie in the in the. Third, fingers crossed. I'll have takes <laughs> on that. Later Probably too. not. Yeah. I'll have takes on that later too. Where I think at 21, I don't think that there's really any like I like Andrew Booth a good amount, but in a is he Derek Stingley or Sauce? No. I think there's a big drop from them. Agreed. And so it's a huge position to need, huge position of value, probably the most valuable position in on a defense cornerback. Do we, is he good enough to be taken in the, in the first round to be that shutdown guy? Where on the other hand, we do have two people who are, could be on the board in Lloyd and N'Kobe Dean to fill the linebacker role, mm. but that's not a position of value. And, but they are, they're bona fide first rounders but like are are they there are they going to make that big of a difference in this defense i think they can um i probably think the the ceiling on lloyd is higher cuz he's a fucking freak athlete but nikobi dean just smells like that. Yeah. just yeah. smells like a patriot um George, georgia guy sec guy i think he would be awesome um so I'd say best-case scenario, Lloyd, I think, falls to them, and he just becomes an absolute freak in that defense, and Bill's able to move him around. Uh, wouldn't be mad with N'Koge Dean. Andrew Booth probably next in line. Yeah, I think the, I think you have to address those two positions. I, there's not a safety outside of Kyle Hamilton that's going to fall in the first round either that I would want them to take. Daxon yeah, Hill. A- Hill. in Hill and sign – yeah,
1: yeah. That, those are the only two that I see as like possible opportunities.
9: For because like they're them that you're you're drafting a little ahead of where they probably should go for need. So,
6: mm.
9: do you have like a dark horse pick, like a pick that no
2: one would possibly see coming? But you know, it's a patriot, so you never know. Um, the like, could they sneak? Could, could they sneak in? I know you guys are still hurt
9: from the Nikhil Harry pick. <laughs> But could they
2: sneak in a receiver in the first uh, round, you
9: think? I I mean I don't know. I, I,
1: yeah, I, I I'm so nervous because I feel like the receivers, and I feel like we talked about this with somebody else too, Serge. Those those receivers that are at the end of the draft, the Traylon Burks, the George Pickens, even like a Christian Watson, those are all big bodied receivers that are unable to get separation, and that nope. scares the shit out of me. I do not want I've, that I've, after... I've never, tra-
9: I've never liked
1: Draylon Burks. Um, <laughs> just because it scares you, right, Joe? I mean, it, yeah, it has maybe to. Like,
9: and, and maybe it's just like Arkansas. Like, a, like what the hell? Or like, <laughs> like weird, weird... I don't know. A, a good Hunter receiver in, a uni- in that uniform looks weird. <laughs> it does, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the only what only reason I would want to take a receiver in the first round is if Jameson Williams is there. Yeah. Um, only he's, going, to, he's going number eight so we can I, I, that yeah off. <laughs> <it's>,
1: he's i <laughs> would be so nice I mean, for you to happen
9: yeah I love that for you, sir. but you you know the ohio state guys aren't lasting till then you know williams isn't lasting till then mm-hmm. um so i don't know go going to my or i don't know dark horse pick for the first round I, I yeah. guess probably, I guess probably Daxton Hill. I mean, Michigan that he, he loves drafting Michigan um, versus to need
1: slot corner, versatile. Also kind of safety replace McCourty. Maybe.
9: Yeah. I, I, I could totally see that. Um, yeah, I've heard I a lot I, I, of, I could see that.
1: I've heard a lot of Quay Walker at 21, which is kind of scary because I don't think he's a first rounder. Um, See the
9: dude from uh, the other linebacker from Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. yeah, stud
1: linebacker. Would love him in the second round. I think he could be there in the second round. Big enough for Belichick's defense that he's had mm-hmm. linebacker wise. Six three two forty. I think is the six two two forty. Yeah, six two two forty is usually the measurements that he always. Yeah. If you look at any linebacker that he has drafted ever, six two two forty. That's like the measure of a Patriots linebacker. Um, there's talks of that happening. I don't think that. He'll end up going. I have everybody that you listed between um Daxton Hill, Andrew Booth is right there. Trent McDuffie if he lasts yep. possibly. Yeah. And then Devin Lloyd and Nicobe Dean, I think are the the I think the ones that we have to go with at 21.
9: Yeah. I I think one of them will be there, right? Yeah. They're I mean one was the last time you, you saw three linebackers taken in the first round. Like oh, that does mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. So they'll they'll be there. I th- at least one of them um are you a big all my dean BFF mock drafts i got yeah. one of them
1: yeah same same it's and are you a nicobe dean fan because it the the writing about nicobe dean being as small as he is he's like five eleven six feet i, I it, it, he, he he was on the best defense in the entire country i don't know how people are saying he's not gonna be the first round it's insane to me yeah size wise probably doesn't translate I don't care, man. Dude, look you at every big how many, how many play, like what
2: is he gonna be covering six foot five wide receivers out there? Like what are we yeah, talking like about?
9: The, the NFL's shifting. Like mm-hmm. you don't need tall speed. linebackers speed. anymore. You just need speed. Speed. Yeah, some yeah. Like I don't know. Juwan Bentley, love you. You're not fast. I'm like, get out of <laughs> the never. middle of my defense.
1: <laughs> Please never cover a linebacker in your life, dude. I can't stand it. It's infuriating. Yeah. Um Go off yeah, about, so yeah. Speed, uh, I th- think, is the biggest thing, man. Right. Yeah. It's something that I wrote about in one of my mock drafts about when we, when I have Nicole BD in my last one. But, dude, this division is scary now with speed with Tyreek Hill talking about yeah. speed. Oh, go into that. that a that's,
9: bit. that's kind of the reason why I think that maybe they will go away from linebacker is mm-hmm. just because of the. The Tyree kill and the threat of possibly Debo getting traded to the Jets and what we know the Bills are like, you have to invest in corner safety, mm-hmm. you know? Like, do we trust our safeties? If, you know, Bill likes to play that, Bill plays an interesting defense against the Chiefs. So he might do the same thing against these other teams that are going to air it out like that. Mm-hmm. You play what zone as linebackers and you play man. And then zone up top. It's like a really weird combo, but it'll be a. I don't know. That that kind of leads me to think that they're gonna take a, somebody in the secondary. But like I said, a little little standoffish from uh, some of the people in the secondary that are gonna be there. Twenty one.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like the only time they've even thought about drafting a corner in the first round was when Packers jumped up ahead of him and got Jair Alexander. That's the only time I can remember of them thinking about getting a corner in the first round. The only other time is when they got with the first pick because the first, it was the second round, but it was their first pick was the infamous corner from Alabama going blank on his name right now. um, Got hurt multiple times. Cyrus Cyrus Jones.
9: Oh God, Cyrus Cyrus Jones. Jones. Brutal,
1: brutal, 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 but horrible. um, That's the only time they they drafted corners so high first, second round. And it's like scary to think about.
2: They traded for like a pretty high draft pick from the Ravens last year, didn't they? Did he play at all?
9: Uh, oh. So Sean Wade, he was Sean like Wade. a fifth rounder, but he, oh, he was a fifth rounder. like leaving like his like going into his last year at Ohio State, he mm-hmm. was it was like him, yep. Jeff Okuda, and then uh, who's the Damon Arnett? Mm-hmm. were like the big three wow. there. <laughs> yeah. Those two. Arnett, I don't know what, what a pick! Damon Arnett was. This time. is bad. Okuda can't even get on the field. Um, cool. But yeah, Sean. I mean, he was great there, um, and. I don't – he just sat kind of on the bench last yep. year. Hopefully he turns into something. I, I mean, a lot of people were very high on him. Yeah. Um out of Ohio State. Uh What was I going to say? Speaking of corners who are part of great secondaries in college, Chico, we talked about it. Uh Josh Job, right? Yeah. Or no, I was talking about my uncle last week. He's <laughs> okay. just like – yeah, he's, he, thought his it, he thought it was Alabama. me. He, he loves it. <laughs> I mean, uh, who else do I talk to the draft about? I, <laughs> um, I, I think that would be a good day to – pick or mm-hmm. day three wherever the hell he's going to fall Yep. i like i don't know i've always liked him don't know why he's not a, a b- bigger prospect in this draft and all he did was just start for the best defense the last two years outside mm-hmm. of georgia so
1: yeah dude like you said the pff mock Simulators, I've gotten him in almost every single one. I don't know, I'm like, Dude, how i all the
9: Bama guys. Yeah, bring me every single person from Bama, Jalen Armour I, Davis,
1: I'll, Christian Harris,
9: <laughs> Fineri, Matt, Mathis, everybody from Bama, just Bama Bama, Bama,
1: Bama, Bama, all through.
9: Give me also, give me John Mechie.
1: Yes, which I think should happen. You think second or third round, Joski? What are you thinking? What are you feeling?
9: So, that's the thing. That's what I bring <laughs> up earlier. I wouldn't yeah. want them with the because you have to go linebacker defensive back the first two picks so I wouldn't necessarily want them to take him in the second but if he is there early in the third like I want you to trade up he's like he's like the walking contradiction of a of a prospect he was like Mm -hmm. a first rounder and then he was hurt and he slid to the third round and now everybody's like the ceiling on Mechie is crazy it's like yeah he's Mm -hmm. a first rounder. he played for Alabama Mm-hmm. of course why aren't you guys talking about him more has a connection feel- with mac come on like uh, yeah i i feel like the um i feel like the tides are rising on him though yep me too and a lot of people I, talk so
1: i think if he's not there at 50 I, he's gonna i think he'll be there at 54 and that's the question where do you move up they just just made a trade today traded their fifth round which was Shaq mason that uh the trade that they the pick that they traded for, for Shaq Mason, the fifth rounder, they didn't have a fifth rounder, got the fifth rounder, then flipped the fifth rounder for a sixth and a seventh. And And I would not be surprised if they move up using one of those six or seven. If they don't, I think Slade Bolden is going to be that seventh rounder right at whatever 241. I want to say it is Slade Bolden played at played at Alabama with Mac Jones. I think it's either John Metchier or Slade Bolden. I keep going back and forth. I'm going to do in my mock draft, I'm going to write like a little like preview of some of the picks of who they could be. And I just between those two, I think one of them has to be a Patriot next year just to kind of help Mac out a little bit, comfort, (laughs) comfortability, familiarity, all that sort of stuff I've been preaching for for the past two years, with the other receivers and cornerbacks going back to college, so I love it. I love it. Let's see how it goes, Serge. You got any final questions for Jowski?
2: Uh No, I think we hit on everything. Oh, let me check. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Um,
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> thank you, Joe, for coming on, dude. Yeah, of course. Good time. Good football talk.
1: Joski and I could man, t- have it a whole entire pod by ourselves talking Patriots football, and it would just Serge would hate every second of it. He would never even try to, he wouldn't follow us on Instagram. Serge would not give us a subscribe. He wouldn't, <laughs> uh,
2: <anything>. you're right. <laughs> oh, um, oh man, man. You're, you're 100% right. Oh, <laughs> this is an unrelated question about the Patriots, though, but I'm, and I'm kind of curious because you know, a name keeps on popping in my head, and I just want to get you guys' thoughts on him. Brees Hall. Is he going to be the first running back taken in this draft? And if so, what pick? Are we talking first round or are we
9: talking second round? No, we do take him in the first. What teams I- need running backs that late in the draft? Bills. I don't think any. Bills. Yeah. Cardinals. Cardinals don't really pick a James Conner.
1: You have one running back. You need two in that system. That's for whatever reason. I don't know why. They always have to have two in that system. And I don't think that dude from Arizona is going to be anything good. I I give you guys a quick preview. My mock draft, I have not Brees Hall. I have Kenneth Walker the third going to the Cardinals at 23 overall. Bit of a shocker. Yes, I understand. Uh, O-line is definitely a big thing for the Cardinals, but I think they want to make Kyler happy. What else can make Kyler happy? Besides paying him? (laughs) Uh, besides then a, and I am not Joski, you know, you know more better than anybody about the running back market and drafting running backs and deep round, not paying them after their first contract, all that stuff. I think Kyler is so upset with the Cardinals that if they don't do what he wants in the first round, which is draft a pass catching running back. who can also run the hell of hell out of the ball when he needs to in Kenneth Walker, the third from Michigan
9: state. I just, I just still don't get teams. There's so much evidence. Like, I agree. Like, 100%. Who's the better, who's the better, best running back out of these three? Damian Harris, Clyde Edwards, Lair, J.K. Dobbins. Who's the best running back? Not even close. It's it's Damian Harris. Like, they, the Pats took him in like the fourth round or something. Hmm. Like, the Pats traded away a first round pick in Sony Michelle because Damian Harris is better. Like, I don't know. James Robinson, Antonio Gibson played receiver in college, Hmm. and he's, a very productive running back. Austin Eckler was on draft and is one of the best running backs in the league. Like, I do not understand how teams are still like, I don't know who to draft, so I'm just going to draft a running back. Like, no, take the best player if you don't know who to draft. Like,
1: just, just thinking Urban Meyer last year. Travis Etienne, first round, let's go. Like, come on, dude. It's a, it's yeah. That was more of
2: like, it was a bad pick. <laughs> I think that was more of like, a, pick,
1: horror more horror.
2: Of like you know, we drafted Trevor. Let's draft his teammate too. Let's make that him feel comfortable. That was, and backfired. After, backfired. that was
1: after they missed on Kadarius Tony. That's who they were going to they draft. Were, well, yes, thank God they didn't draft Kadarius
2: Tony I mean, technically because Kadarius Tony <laughs> is a knucklehead
1: from all the reports. You know, he, he's, yeah. he's,
2: he, he wants to be a rapper. <laughs> is,
1: that what it, uh, is that what the reports are saying? I haven't seen that. That's what time. Hunter told me. That's
2: what Hunter said. Oh, he said really? He so said, <laughs> said he's trying to be a rapper. He said he's promoting his rap career. And, uh, you know, I see it. He definitely looks like someone that would try and be a rapper, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Giants got a tricky situation with that. Mm-hmm. That's neither mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there.
1: But I, I would agree. I think Brees Hall is the best running back in this in this draft. Uh, just the type of running back that's in the NFL now coming going back to the Damien
9: Harris type. That's like big body, straight running. Yeah, dude. The other thing that annoys me with the running back market and teams is like you're like everybody's go. Like, oh, you get an extra year of control with the first round pick. But dude, all these guys who like blow up, like if you're, if you hit on a first round running back, guess what? They're not getting to the fifth year of their contract without you giving them a ridiculous extension. Yep. Like Zeke McCaffrey, Derrick Dalvin cook, Derek Henry. Like they don't CMC. see the fifth yeah, year. 100%. They don't see that extra fifth year. They just, it, I think it's built into their contract extension, but it's not like you're like getting them on the cheap for another year. It's not like a quarterback that impacts the game. Like, mm-hmm. If if you're if you haven't extended your running back by your fifth year, you're probably not picking up the fifth year option.
1: Yep. agreed. And you are very much on that theory, and I have stuck with you through that, through and through. It's yeah, it's too insane. perfect. It's crazy that teams
9: don't don't already yeah, hire pa- you. The Patriots are already trying to phase out Damien Harris with yes. Montreese Stevenson. Like they get it, they understand. It's it. It's crazy. Best running team in the the league. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so, run through them running back commit, running back by committee, man. It's worked, trade, yeah. and true for years and years and years. I will so, laugh
9: at whatever team picks a running back first round. So be number
1: in the second round. Yeah, just screw you yeah. over with uh, with what to say. Screw you love them,
9: Javon. He's a beast. What I mean, yes. in, in the second round, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't we
1: say that the other day too. Where we like, think so oh, he to, Melvin Gordon's not signing back, so we know yeah. that they're gonna
2: they're gonna pick Grease they're gonna pick Hall or yeah they're gonna pick Chris Hollard, James
1: Cook. <laughs> or James don't Cook don't is what we said. Yeah. Uh, oh, too funny. Serge, any, any final last questions we have, not even just about the Patriots, but I, yeah, I mean, Joe, you asked, we talk so much about the actual draft and everything, not just the Patriots as much as it bothers Serge, just talking about the draft at all times. You got any last final questions? I, I have one as well for after for, if you have any.
2: Um, I think I'm done. I want you guys to go and watch your Celtics game. I know they're done with the first quarter, so <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. They're We're they up. are up by four. They're up by four against the lowly Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> the ones that no, Serbs
1: thought i should be so scared of you were
2: scared of him. you acted
1: like i was <laughs> before before the actual you like, series happened you i was like, like, like yeah, you were, you I don't acted like want you wasn't that.
2: scared you were scared bro and you were scared
1: i was scared before the series actually happened before it was even like oh yeah like the brooklyn nets our possibility and then when it happened i said oh yeah feed me them feed me them no but joski i have a question about the quarterback to this draft dude the corner
9: or the quarter?
1: Quarter, QB. Quarter, QB, QB one it. and QB two and QB three. Thoughts mm-hmm. on who should be the top one picked? Thoughts on who you think will go first and what team possibly? And who do you think that third is? Because I think one, two are kind of chalk right now, but that third is a big question mark right now. What are your thoughts Hell on that? Up.
9: Who said that? I, I think, I, I think <laughs> Malik is the only... QB prospect, I think, that would have slid somewhere into that top five quarterbacks from last year's draft. I don't think anybody else in the class would have sniffed being picked before Mac. Um, he he just has the upside. Um, so I think he will definitely be the first one taken. Uh, I would love to see just the Lions to just – eat Jared Goff's 30 million dollar contract next year and bring on the future. I think that would be cool. I think he'd be awesome in that city. They got good stuff going like I don't know. I'd be excited for that. Um and then QB2, you have Pickett. You, yeah. Pickett, pick yeah.
2: It. Pickett or Corral? I, yeah.
9: Yeah, I think Corral would be uh 3. I I kind of think he has a lot more upside than than Pickett because um, I think he just slings the ball. You know me. I like the dudes who fucking just sling. And he's got know. the hair sticking out the back of the helmet, too. Does. Yeah. Um,
1: He's got so that charisma. Yeah.
9: Yeah. My my thing Moxie. is, if you throw the ball, it doesn't, it has never really panned out for me on my takes, but if you throw the ball a ton in college, you're going to be great. I love Bryce Petty coming out of college <laughs> just because he threw the ball a ton. Baylor, Case Keenum yeah. knew he was going to be great. And in the NFL, yeah. he just <laughs> held all the records in the NCAA. Like Minshew, I was like, "This dude, get him on the field." Yeah. Not a starter right now. Where the hell is he? Still in the Eagles? Why Eagles. Any team picking him up? Begging for a starting Eagles, job with the Eagles. Right? Yeah, what the, hell, what the hell's going on with that?
1: <laughs>
9: yeah, They're weird. gonna go quarterback um, in the first round. It, that would break our hearts, yeah. all of us. <laughs> um <laughs> but Yeah, I think I think Willis is either going to the. um the lines of the panthers Mm
4: -hmm.
9: you know i have i have some takes on the panthers draft last year dumbest move of all time in recent draft history taking jc horn instead of a quarterback while you're trading a second round pick for sam darnold (laughs) and then proceeding uh, the the year after you only took defensive players in the draft (laughs) and then proceeding to trade for
2: stefan gilmore and C.J. Henderson. And not signing Gilmore
9: back. And not signing Gilmore back. Like, it's just one of the, like, they had Justin Fields and Mac Jones on the board, and they are just like, nah, we're going to take this corner on our already pretty loaded young defense. (laughs) We believe in Sam Darnold.
1: All I'm doing doing is thinking of uh, Max, uh, what's his name? I don't even know, Max Kellenberg. It just i want Iguadala. i want oh, Max <laughs> i Collins, want yeah. sam darnold instead of oh, everybody me. else <laughs> yeah it's, it's just, just yeah their their drafts last year oh. it, their decisions i am the firm in the firm believer i don't think kenny pickett deserves to be taken six overall but no when you look at Connecting the dots, which is, I like to connect a lot of the dots in the NFL draft. That's what half of my picks are. I always say to you guys, I always connect names. If a name sounds right with the team, sh- like, I'm like, oh, yeah, like Christian saw with the Vikings last year. I-, I don't know why. I was like, that sounds perfect. So, like, I don't know what it is. But when I see Kenny Pickett's name and when I understand the connections, connecting the dots between Matt Rule, he was the coach at Temple. I wrote in my last mock draft, he, He was thinking about being recruited. He was recruited by Matt Rule at Temple. I found out after the draft, he committed to playing at Temple to play for Matt Rule. He committed there. He's from Pittsburgh. That whole entire stuff. They do not have a pick until 134, I wanna say. They have six and then 134. They're gonna choose a quarterback. I think Malik Willis would be much better in that system with CMC. That would be a lot of fun to watch. But for whatever reason, I think Pickett's going to be that pick, whether it's at sixth, whether they move back a little bit. I don't know. I think think it's meant to be, but completely understand that. I I think Malik Willis is QB1 for sure.
9: Do you you think with the quarterbacks that uh, the Steelers stay put and don't just let Trubisky kind of cook this year and see what happens?
2: I think they're going to draft one. At some yeah. point in the draft, maybe not move yeah. up to get like one. later. They're, they're yeah, gonna, like, I think they have
9: to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brock Purdy sounds like a great, great Pittsburgh name. Brock Purdy is he the one yeah. from Purdue? I'm
1: is sorry, sorry. Gene, Gene, uh, Gene is literally hurting. crawling out of the room while I'm trying to like. This is very funny, uh, very funny. Sorry, I was laughing in the background. I apologize. But uh
9: you know, Iowa State. Brock Purdy.
1: Mm-hmm.
9: He he just sounds like a Pittsburgh quarterback like back up and he'll just be in the league. He'll be like Chase Daniel forever even though he never played Rock for Pittsburgh. Hey. Just one of those oh, guys.
1: How about <clears throat> I think I think the Steelers could sit there if someone gets taken by the Panthers and I don't think there's any quarterback needy teams before then. They also have shown the ability to move up when they moved to the top 10 to get Devin Bush. Remember how shocking that one was? Yes, yeah, um, yeah, stupid move. Um, they're trying to I call them Devin bust on draft night. <laughs> they're trying to recompensate for James Shazier and that horrible injury that he had and yeah. trying to get that backer again but I think the Steelers could sit there at 20 and whatever if it's Malik if it's Kenny I think someone's going to draft I think the Steelers are going to draft them but I also have the possibility of Desmond Ritter also sitting there at 20 stretched out Trey Young out Trae. I love that you called that search it's I mean yeah it looks like it but apparently they're the same
2: height which is pretty you know that
1: is scary to think yeah <laughs> yeah right um i know it six four what am i saying trae young's probably what five eleven something like that no, i think he's six is he trae six three not six six three. two
2: it's crazy the basketball players you have to realize they're, they, the point guards look small but in actuality they're pretty fucking big like Marcus smart yeah in comparison looks small to us on the court but he's a six young like six, six one or six <laughs> one uh, it's still not that's that insane. Short, he's
1: still <laughs> he looks so tiny compared to everybody else, it's crazy. Um, apparently Desmond Ritter has like his cor- his character has been talked about by all draft scouts. I'll send all the different podcasts and all the different videos and stuff. Apparently, his character, In a bad is- way? no, right, good, way. good, good, good. Um, really, <laughs> I like really, good. I like him. I'm talking
9: about yeah. over here. No, oh, all he, all he does is he just all he did was like win games. Like, yeah, I think he's great. Yeah, there um, was a
1: there was a highlight of him um, like him and his family. I know he has, I think, a son or a daughter. I think it is like or had it like during the season or before the season, and like had a whole highlight on his family. Just seems like a really good yeah. dude overall. I think and he's I, a high ceiling
9: yeah. guy too, yes. and he, he's another guy who I think can like sling it. Like, yep. So, athletic. Yep. yep. Interesting. Any other good quarterbacks? Who else do we have?
1: <laughs> Bailey Zapp. <laughs> Bailey app. The late boy, yep. And then we got Sam Darnold. I mean uh Sam uh Sam Howell, Baker Mayfield 2.0. Oh 9.
9: shit.
2: <laughs> Forgot about him.
9: Baker Mayfield uh, 2.0. I love you can go to Carolina, you never know. <laughs> you, you know what, what a fall from Grace. Oh, yeah. you lost your top two running backs and your top two receivers, and now you can't play football well. Like, oh no. <laughs> like Bro, ridiculous. It's crazy. Like, both, both running backs, and then who was it? Terrace Marshall, right? And then who's the other? Or no, no Terrace was- Marshall? Uh Diami Brown. Yep. Right. Yep. Then who's the other, there's, there? Was another guy on the other side of diami That was nasty. Deion
1: Brown and Ch- uh, Chaz Newsome.
9: Yes. Yeah. 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 Daz.
1: Chaz. So Chaz Daz. the linebacker. Daz Newsome as a the receiver. There yeah. we go. Sorry, they had a Chaz and Daz on the team. That's very. It's great. like
9: that. That's when you fall as a prospect when you <laughs> lose your players and you can't produce anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
9: Like that's. You have to elevate people, so Mm -hmm. whatever.
1: He did the opposite of that. He turned into Baker Mayfield 2.0. Exactly. I was going to say,
9: last year, it it probably sounded really good of like, oh, hey, this guy's Baker Mayfield 2.0. Now, he says Baker Mayfield 2.0. That doesn't sound too good. (laughs) No, definitely not.
1: Most definitely not. Search any last questions we have for or Joski? any questions for us at all? I'm putting on you, putting you on the spot. But anything, no. I know we love talking draft. We go back and forth in the group chat at all times talking the draft. I will say I was going to mention on the pre-show and everything that Serge and I are going to record after this, but. Trayvon Walker won overall. Do we think it's actually happening? The, t- the tides I've, have turned today. I bet it does. Oh, I think it does too. It's crazy. It's crazy. But there has to be some type of like symbology
2: here. You know, you have Aiden Hutchinson,
1: Michigan, bread. Yeah. It's Wait, Detroit has the number one pick, right? Two. Yeah. Two. They have two. two. Oh, they have two? Yeah. Detroit has yeah, number that. two. That's why. Aiden Hutchinson is thing. going number two. Yes. Number one. Who is number one pick? The Jacksonville Jaguars? Jaguars. Yep. Oh, like a tackle.
9: Watch him go Evan Neal.
1: Oh, that would be crazy. Dude, the the, the
9: oh, crazy thing is, pro is pro like record. he like elevated up the draft board because of his combine, mm-hmm. like the, like, the pro day, in the pro day. But like didn't like not a ton of production, and, and there was a point where I saw a mock draft where he was getting taken at 21
6: by the mm-hmm. Pats, mm-hmm.
9: skyrocketed up, and it's Brilliant. all because of like the measurables and everything. Mm-hmm. And I love him. I yep. think he's gonna be awesome. But Aiden Hutchinson also dominated his combine in his pro day. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he is – and on the field
1: uh, and too. on the field too.
9: And he had the production. Took he was yeah a Heisman, Heisman
1: candidate, he, second like, second second place in the Heisman. It's yeah, crazy.
9: It, it's it's absolutely insane. Like on a less talented defense, even though Michigan's very very talented, but mm-hmm. you know probably getting a lot of double teams. But I don't know, like very weird. Like I sent you guys the thing last week when the dude from PFF said. He's a better athlete than both Bosa's. Uh, Hutchinson. And they're like, yeah, but we'll take this other guy who's just as athletic yeah. the production. I don't know. A little weird. Like
1: agreed. It's it's such a bizarre thing. Like you said, the pre-draft process has just it like you said, I remember like I had him in my first one at the Eagles, I think at either at 19 when they still had that pick pre-draft process it wasn't even like a thought he, he wasn't even a first rounder and like the ones right after the season for most people oh,
9: yeah i mean he, he deserves to be top five yeah man. like oh easily. for sure he's awesome but
1: and the whole talk of projection versus production is the question that's, mark. The, thing. that's the whole entire thing with this pick being one overall i'm you so know, excited like for
9: this yeah the ceiling on him could be higher but like how much higher Mm-hmm. Like if Hutchinson's ceiling is Nick or Joey Bosa, are you, what are you hoping? Are you hoping Kenneth Walker is, I guess, Miles Garrett? Like, mm-hmm. how does that work? Mm-hmm. Or not Kenneth Walker. Know. Why is Um uh, Trayvon Walker.
1: How is the receiver going to be Kyle Miles Garrett? That'd
9: be, cra- that'd be crazy. <laughs> <if it was. laughs> but yeah, so it's like, I don't know. Hutchinson just seems like such such a sure thing. If I'm yeah. messing with around with the number one pick, I I don't want to mess that up. So, mm-hmm. but whatever, we'll see. Yeah, Thursday it will all be revealed, right?
1: It's gonna be so glorious, so beautiful. I'm so excited, man. I but I know you got so mad at us last year, Joe, because Serge and I were together when we were at oh, yeah. the, at our bachelor party. Didn't Ridiculous. text much. <laughs> no. Joe Joe no. was very upset in our group chat not Sending texting in... the group.
9: Yeah. <laughs> Was, I was like, yes, Myrtle Beach. That was ridiculous. <laughs> I was, shanking, I was shaking, all the uh, golf balls at Top Golf. It was great. <laughs> I was just sitting on my couch having beers, and I ordered a bunch of food, and it was—I had myself a time, just <laughs> texting into the void.
1: I love it. And I think from from this point going forward, Serge, I think we've already talked about this pre-show, all this sort of stuff. From this point going forward, I think we, as a group, need to make the draft experience every single year go somewhere different either on a golf trip something where we can watch the draft together because it's one of the most exciting events every year if you like the the draft i know having it in vegas this year gina's brother steve is going uh, he's leaving on wednesday and i am so jealous of him i'm so jealous of him it's insane it it would be so so cool to go to the go to the draft to be able to experience it and watch it in person, just chat about it. Cause Serge, like you and I were, we mainly the ones that were talking NFL. Tony was like, who'd we get? All right, cool. Sounds good. And then like <laughs> everything else, like with football, like you and I were talking back and forth, even like the second and third days of the draft too, were so fun to just like, oh, the Pats got this player. I remember them picking Ramon Stevenson in the third day. Like it was, it was great. Like all this other stuff. I think we need to make the draft an event these next few years going forward. Joe ski you down.
9: Let's do it. I would absolutely love to do that. Surgery down. This isn't even a question, Nick.
1: (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Joski, thank you so much for hopping on the pod with us, man. We always love having you on it to talk about NFL, to talk about the draft. Fantastic guest. Third time. Definitely going to be fourth and many, many more after that. Put up the threes. I love it.
9: All right. Cool. Always a pleasure. Let's go. Go Pats. Go Go Pats. Pats. LFG. Go Pats. So that what it is, LFG?
1: Let's fucking go. God. <laughs> All right.
2: We got Cole Hodges. Cole is our good buddy from Stonehill College. For anybody that doesn't know, me and Cole used to be roommates back in the hood, a.k.a. Norwood, Massachusetts. And uh, Cole's also a mixed roommate in college. Yep. So. Yep. Huge. But uh, yeah, Cole, welcome to the podcast. How you doing? How you feeling?
8: thanks for having me boys uh you know we're hanging in there living living the dream you know doing all right how you boys doing
1: doing well man excited for this pod dude i know we have some background listeners sis hunter are also hopped on to we are fired up to do this draft episode man so so excited and cole we appreciate you being our first interview for this dude
8: love it i appreciate it appreciate you having me here i am nervous I'm sweating so
1: <laughs> nothing to be nervous yeah, about
2: zooms man. always make me sweaty i don't know why i don't know why See, I, yeah. i'll be talking to nick but then as, as soon as i hop on i'm just starting to always like, i'm drenched
1: in sweat for no always. reason it's a live it's a live action you feel it's it doing this it yeah i think it is too live live and recording baby well cole you are a packers fan you're from upstate new york but you are a green bay packers fan they have currently the 22nd and 28th pick in the NFL draft coming up. We have a few different topics to talk about. But first, Serge, you, you want to toss up the little the question that we have for him or the little note that we have about, about the Packers?
2: Sure. You know, Cole, your offseason underwent a lot of change. A lot of things happened in Green Bay this offseason.
8: Yeah, what, a, what an offseason, huh? It's
2: crazy. You know, some good things happened. Some bad things happened. Let's start with the good. Aaron Rodgers, Mr. Discount, double check.
8: That's right. Give me his belt, back. baby. He's back.
2: So, what are your thoughts on that? Are you happy? Are you sad?
8: Well, I'm hot, uh, <laughs> happy. Obviously, you know. I mean, who who else is going to replace him? Obviously, first off, <laughs> like no one is going to, you know.
1: Jordan Love looked pretty good. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs>
6: yeah, Jordan Love. Yeah. I just
8: read something that. They're, I don't think they're doing it, but the, I read something, like an article that said Jordan Love would be like an option for the Packers to trade to Seattle to try and get uh, – or not Seattle. Yeah, Seattle, because they need a fucking QB, and uh, they're oh. trying to get somebody here.
2: Yeah, probably one of the receivers. They've been trying it's to like offload, like a Tyler Lockett and uh, DK Metcalf all yeah. offseason.
8: so It's crazy. But, yeah, no, I'm glad, I'm glad Rodgers is back, you know, for a while there. It was uh, – sweating now you know i was sweating back then you knew who knew what was going to happen um i'm glad I'm, i I kind of had a feeling he was going to stick around i was i was kind of hard seeing him going to another team like i feel like he's like a packers or retire type of dude um so it's good you know i'm, I'm good i think it's, it's it's good it sucks that we lost Devontae. you know
1: and that's what we're gonna fade into that was the second part of the question man you got go hand in hand you know yeah you got rogers back but you lost avant adams his number one receiver which i thought was one of the probably out of out of everything going on this offseason was one of if not the most shocking things to come out this entire season right it was like right after roger said he was coming back
8: yeah the, none of that I, it still doesn't make any sense to me like i I I don't even know fully if Devontae like wanted to go himself. I feel like he kinda did. Like I read I read another thing that said like he was kinda this was kinda in the works like before Rodgers like committed back or whatever, you know, signed the deal. Um but I don't know. I mean it was super weird. Like why would you wanna pay Rodgers and bring him back all the goddamn money and then like not have a weapon for him? You know what I mean? Like they don't have anybody now. He's got like Randall Cobb, who's fucking old and barely play like you know wobbly and feeble and hurt and stuff and love randall but like he doesn't do anything Lazard doesn't do you know i mean he's, he's got potential but he hasn't done anything like Devonte. so
2: did know. he sign back mvs or did he go like- now he's, oh, he's gone chiefs chiefs chiefs. chiefs
8: chiefs 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 well he's probably gonna do fucking nothing there too so <laughs> he was open that last play though <laughs> he was did he catch that <laughs> yeah. ball
2: no, I wasn't throwing to him, but I understand, dude, because once you got that guy out wide, you want to feed him as much as possible. So I completely understand that yeah. you know, the thought process behind that. And, you know, I love Devontae Adams. Draft him in many of my fantasy leagues. Mm-hmm. He's solid. He's reliable. I think I won a championship with him this past year, didn't I, Dick? Yep, I
0: did.
8: He's the yeah. best receiver in the league. I don't know why you'd want to give him up. He's I mean, who, who are you going to get to replace Devontae? I saw another thing that was like, there was talks about Debo. Cause now Debo wants out of San Francisco, but Debo's no Devante. You know, I think he's still too big to like be that shifty. Yep. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know who they, who's going to replace him. You know?
1: I feel you on that. I feel you on that. And kind of leading into that man, talking about the NFL draft, dude, all the different needs that you have on the Packers or the path that, The Packers. Are you a part owner of the Packers? I would not be surprised if you somehow didn't get a stake of the part.
8: No, but I wish. I think I have have to to live. live. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So when I retire and I die, I'm on my deathbed. I'm going to go and buy out the Packers for sure.
1: I love it. (laughs) I love it. But talking as a Packers fan and everything, what do you think with Devontae Adams gone now are some of the biggest team needs going forward for the Packers with Rogers back, Devontae out, thinking about these different team needs that you guys have?
8: I think, I mean, I think right off the bat, you got to have a weapon, right? If you're going to have, you know, one of the best gunslingers in the game, you got to have somebody to throw it to. You can't just have him, you know? And, uh, I, I think that's kind of important. I think grabbing a receiver, a good receiver, that is important. Somebody that can start kind of right off the bat. It's hard to find, but you got to have somebody. I like you sent me those texts about your, your picks. I know you're gonna talk about that later, but, um, Yeah, something along the lines of a a receiver like that. and um, Because they really only have – like, I see him doing a lot of checkdowns to Aaron Jones and stuff. You know, he does that and kind of did that a lot last year. He's kind of the other only really reliable, uh, like, hands he had. And uh, I think receiver's probably number one. I think O-line, like you said, I agree with you on that. Like, you got to protect again. You're going to have Rodgers. You got to protect him. And uh, the amount of injuries they have at low line, like all the time, I feel like just stack up and kind of hit them like at the worst point in the season. So I feel like they got to kind of stack those two positions. Um, yeah, and then Zedarius Smith is gone. I don't even know who took over his spot, but I feel like some find a good edge rusher is probably, you know, probably a way to go. They've they've kind of grown, I think, on their their like D back. Area, I think they've kind of stepped up their game, so I think they're kind of solid there. Um, yeah, I don't know, that's that's kind of all I got. That's uh, love without it. doing any more research, you know, that's that's right off the top of my head. Yeah, receiver O line, give me a give me an edge rusher.
2: I love it 100%. 100%. They can always as far as edge rushers go, I don't know if they'll address it early in the draft. Cause I'm assuming they're just going to kick out yeah. Gary to play the other uh, yeah. edge rusher spot with. Uh, Preston Smith. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you with the all line stuff and the receiver stuff. Uh, Nick, this receiver class is pretty like stacked, right? It's not, well, not stacked, but it's got a lot of depth.
1: Right. I think so. A lot of yeah. value. In the yeah. It's later it's, rounds
2: it's, as well. So they might not go with receiver in the first round.
1: I yeah, think it's, it's all true. I think it's all over the place, dude. I think even like you see these past few years, all the best running backs, all the best receivers. That second, third round is where you get those people, man. It's crazy, Debo, AJ Brown. Yeah. To, to Game a calf, up? all those, all three of those. Second, that might have years. been the same. That might have been the same draft, too. It was, it was <laughs> crazy. It was wow, really that's insane to think about that. That you can get such a good receiver in the second round. And of course, the whole Packers thing is they have never taken a first round receiver for Aaron Rodgers yeah. ever, which is insane,
8: ridiculous.
6: I, th-
1: I, th- I think they'll do it this year just because I think Dude. Aaron's,
8: I think they yeah. have to.
2: They have one, they have to, yes, they have yeah. to. And two, I think with him signing back for as much money as he did i think he's retaking really taking control of that like mm-hmm. front office
8: yeah
1: oh he's got to buy the books,
2: like, <laughs> too yeah you know,
8: yeah before well, like the c se- or right after the season ended or whatever he's you Ooh. know i think he made the statement he didn't want to be part of a rebuild yep. so i think yeah he's kind of
1: oh audio cut out call your mic
8: Shit, did I, my mic had just cut out? No, it did for a second. Sorry, bro. You're I ripped my finger. I'm good. Uh, yeah. No, I. Uh, what? What? What did I say? Um, what'd you miss? For what? Uh, uh yeah.
1: Rogers.
2: Rogers yeah. not part oh, of the yeah. rebuild. He doesn't want to be yeah, part of yeah. the rebuild.
8: Yeah, yeah. So he doesn't want to be part of the rebuild. So I think that's that's just him. Another way of him saying like he wants to be part of that process. Like you are saying. Mm-hmm. Like I think he's kind of trying to be like a LeBron now, you know, try and control players and get them to get them where they got to be.
2: Absolutely. Well, that doesn't work for LeBron. So hopefully it'll work for Aaron.
8: Exactly. For your sake. <laughs> Keep my fingers crossed.
1: <laughs> Yo. Absolutely. Uh-huh. There's there's even been talk of like you said, he has to get a receiver. Nobody's gonna be the one for one replacement for Devontae Adams, yeah. but there's been talks of them moving up in between the Packers and also the Chiefs because they both have two first round picks at the end of the back uh, back end of the first round, both going to move up to somehow get Jameson Williams. I don't know if that's gonna happen now because it's right, like- he's gonna be a Falcon. Hey man, all the talk, all the talk is pretty high right now about him being the first receiver taken despite tearing his ACL in the national championship. So that'd be crazy. But, uh, there's been talks of them moving up to get a receiver because even though the depth of the receiver class overall is very good, as you mentioned, Serge, there might be one guy that they might like more than another. You never know what the draft board is going to play for them, but very possible for that. Sure. And Cole, you said, you mentioned about my mock draft picks picks that I've previously made and everything. I had in my first one, Devante Wyatt, D-lineman from Georgia. Yeah, that's what it is. A 28... in the second one, I had Zion Johnson, O lineman from Boston College, versatile, like you mentioned, like yeah. the O line being a big problem at the end of the year. Was it Bakhtiari towards ACL, right? Was that who it was? Yeah.
8: Well, yeah. he came back right towards the end of the season, didn't he? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he did. He was out like most for a long time. And I think he came back like right at the end. Yep. Yep. Um, I forget. somebody lose? somebody yeah, else. Billy Turner?
1: Is that what they lost? They lost Billy Turner. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So now, I mean, like, that's the thing with them. And I wrote it in the write up for the last one. And I'm going to write about it in this one, too, because I have Kenyon Green going 22 overall and uh, George Karloftis going at 28 for my newest one as of right now. Still TBD, still finalizing everything like that. But in the last one, I also had Christian Watson, wide receiver from North Dakota State, going to the Packers. Um, yeah. I think it's possible there's a lot of talk of him not going there anymore. I don't know. We'll see. One player. That I am going to mention in this mock draft. And when I do the write up for next week, be on the lookout, Cole. If you look at him up, look him up. Just think of Jordy Nelson, Alec Pierce, Cincinnati. I think you'll follow okay. up with him if he ends up getting drafted there. I think it just, despite him, yeah, being tall, white, the typical stuff you see. Like that's where six
2: six yeah. four white, runs a four,
1: four forty. <laughs> he
8: should have been, been raised on a farm. Man, yeah, that's, that's Jordy right there, man. <laughs>
1: So be on the lookout for him as a, as a possible second third rounder for the uh, Green Bay Packers overall.
8: What Would you say his name was
1: Alec Pierce from Cincinnati?
8: Alec Pierce, got it. up
1: on that YouTube, look up those highlights. Yeah, get all yeah get on the fields okay. and be ready for him to get drafted in the second and third round when when if. They do not go at receiver in the first round because who goddamn knows if that's going to happen.
8: Yeah, again. I I, yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> doubt it. Beautiful, Cole.
1: Anything final you have to say about the pack before you head out from this episode?
8: Oh, uh, you know I don't know. They 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 give you. This, they like to play. You know, be an emotional roller coaster. You know, they the last oh, year oh, I thought trust me. I know. Trust me. <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like like last year I felt like was the only team that was like comparable to their previous Super Bowl team which is like what was that 2011 20 like way the fuck back then and and they still like weren't fully complete and now they lost like Devonte and they're losing all these guys and stuff so I don't I don't know if next year might be rough I don't know
2: well if I may add I will say that every Super Bowl champion that I've seen the roster isn't perfect so losing yep. those players could actually be a good thing. There's beauty in imperfection. So I don't know. Maybe this Sir, is their year. Sir's dropping know. dimes out here, man. Sir's it's dropping true. dimes. We don't know. We don't know.
8: The, pa- the, pa- the one bumps.
2: year the one year the Patriots were perfect, what happened? That's true. All right. True. All right. All to right. right. To we're going to that, gonna get into this they, already. They, they lost to that boy from New York. Good point. You know? Shout out Eli good Manning. Good point. Shout out the Giants. Shout out, Pinesco Schober! Shout out the boys! Shout out, Mario Manningham! That's right.
8: Out, We're doing, just, doing this uh, already. We have a Hunter on next. We can talk about. I know. That. That's Damn. why. I'm, that's what, I know. That's, right. that's why I'm giving them a shout Sir, out. Sir is getting shout all the shots already. He's getting those. Them early. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Those those memories give me hope, man. That's that's what I look forward to. That's right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, beautiful. Well, oh, Cole, thank you so much for hopping on the pod and talking about your Green Bay Packers. We appreciate it. We hope you pick a receiver, pick whoever you would like on that offense for Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay. But thank you again for hopping on the pod. We appreciate it.
8: Yeah, thanks, boys. Um, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. It was just awesome time. Beautiful. Don't have a whole lot of inf- information to give, but hell, hell of a time.
2: Right, we'll have you on another episode, and we will not talk about football. We'll talk
1: about anything but football.
8: Oh, yeah. You got me.
1: That's what Serge always wants to do. He doesn't want to talk about football anymore. I'm, yeah, Serge is sick of football by now.
8: Yeah. Yeah, look at him. He looks like he still lives in Vermont. He's, he doesn't know what he's doing right
1: now. I am a Vermonter. I'm a monster.
8: Monster. There you go. The Vermont. They call (laughs) you? I
1: think we may be cutting that, but
8: yeah, keep that in.
1: (laughs) I love it. All right, Cole. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate it. Thanks boys. Let's go. Serge. We just finished a fantastic episode of the perfect time and podcast. We hope everybody stuck around. We had a bunch of interviews, but I think they were all pretty, pretty enjoyable talking about different teams, talking about different topics talking to Joski about the act, the full NFL draft, everything about it. Every guest had something different to offer, which I think was the best part about it. All of our friends are very different as you can hopefully tell. And they all like different teams, which I think is one of the best, the coolest things about it. Um, what do you think about the episode search?
2: I was good. I thought we got a lot of unique takes. Like you said, um, I thought we hit a bunch of different topics, which was cool. Uh, and it was just a cool episode. It was cool hearing everybody. It's cool seeing everybody because we haven't seen everybody in like yep. a while, since your wedding, probably. So mm-hmm. that was nice. Um, but yeah, man, it's a good episode. Uh, I hope everybody enjoys it. Uh, yeah, it's great. Football, football baby. Football. It's
1: a draft. NFL draft. Everybody, read the mock draft that I will be sending on on Wednesday. Everybody, give this a listen on Tuesday when this comes out. Perfect time of Tuesday. It's going to be a beautiful episode. We are almost. It is about to be 8.30. We're already probably halfway through the first round, maybe. If not, maybe a few picks, 10 picks in, maybe, to the first round of the the NFL draft a few days from now. It's beyond exciting, man. Everybody, make sure. If you have not watched it yet, give Draft Day a watch. I cannot wait to watch that on Wednesday night. Kevin Costner? Kevin Costner. Oh, God. It's such a good movie. It is. My dad, as much as I make fun of him, and he makes fun of me for liking the NFL draft so much, he... Kevin Costner is his favorite actor loves that movie because the trading of the picks going from, I think two overall back to seven and then back up to pick two players. It, it's such a good movie, not just because of the NFL draft. I think it's pretty good acting and everything too for Kevin Costner, but it's about the NFL draft. Why not give it a, a watch and see what it could possibly look like in a GM in in a, in a team's war room during the NFL draft. I think it's a great watch that everybody should give on a Wednesday night before the draft. And make sure to give us a listen to the Perfect Time Podcast, episode 27. We hope you enjoyed. Make sure to smash that subscribe button. Give us a listen. Share it to your friends. All that sort of stuff. Five stars. Everything, Serge, right? All of that.
2: Guys, yeah, there are five stars. Leave a comment. Share. Subscribe. Smash it? that like button.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. We hope you enjoyed Perfect Time in Podcast, episode 27.
3: Yow. Yeah.